setting off a scramble to rescue those trapped under the debris. The magnitude 6.8 quake struck less than 50 miles from the ancient city of Marrakesh, a popular tourist destination. The room started shaking, there's no other way. We was going backwards and forwards and everything started moving and pictures started moving and so we've every, we just grabbed, uh, grabbed some clothes. to Resistance Chicks. I'm one of your hosts. The other one is literally two feet away. Hey, there she is, Leah and Michelle. It's a Sunday, which means we're going to go all around the world with this week's top world news stories. And I really can't start off this day very chipper because the main story that we're going to be talking about is a magnitude 6.8 earthquake in Morocco in Marrakesh. And um, they're looking at death tolls of 2100 and rising. So um, our prayers are going to go out to them and we're going to talk a lot about that. Um, and then we have over in Canada. You guys remember? Is it over or up? Over, up, around. Depends on where you live because we've got world viewers. <laughs> depends on if you're uh, where you are on this globe. So in Canada, um, I don't know if you guys remember. Of course you remember. The Freedom Convoy leader there, Tamara Litch, she, her trial is getting underway. Guys. We're going to show you some footage. We're going to bring back memories of how amazing, actually, those Freedom Convoy protests were and how peaceful they were, being peaceful, being number one. The fact that she's on trial is absolutely ridiculous. We got um, Ursula von der Leyen. She argued this week for the global adoption of digital public infrastructures. Those are along the lines of the passports that we saw that came out during the pandemic. You know, those passports okay so she's wanting to roll those out just regardless uh what else do we have okay so furic fatis i don't even know how to say that fatih fatih ozer this is the mastermind behind the collapse of the turkish cryptocurrency exchange thodex has been handed a staggering 11,196 year prison sentence you heard that right 11,000 this is just absolutely like i i can't fathom a number like that but uh this is for a series of crimes, including fraud, money laundering, and leading a criminal organization. So I get punishing, you know, a life sentence. Um, these 11,000, that's kind of funny. So we're going to talk about that. Um, this crypto exchange 
loss resulted in $2.6 billion for uh, investors there. Then we've got Emmanuel Macron going to give the pitch at the Rugby World Cup and uh, gets booed. Boo. Boo. We don't want you here. There. We don't want you. We don't want you. Uh, yes, How and do you we say that in French. That's a very good question. So last year, uh, or last year, listen to me, I can't even get my dates correct. Last week, last week, we did talk about this. Shelley says, Pastor Archer is being sentenced for 10 years for performing a sermon to the Trekkers. Exactly. Uh, Lisa says, small town Texas tuning in. Yay. Um, she also says, just found you two about a month ago. First time tuning into a live show. What? Lisa, in a house. You are in for a treat. The Sunday show is our best show, so stick around. Hang on. It also says, and I know that you guys like to come creeping in here and watch, and, and I, when you are my friend on Facebook, it shows me then when you've joined. Um, so even if you don't say hello, don't worry. It doesn't tell me when you leave, um, but it does tell me when you get here. So I literally have some of our best friends here. Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Jamie <laughs> Ag, I miss you. I love you. Big hugs. And Matthew Yellen. In Alaska. So whatever. Um, Yay, everybody. Yeah, there. we have to if you're my if you're my buddy. You're my buddy. I see you. So <laughs> thanks for being here. Thank you for thanks being. for stopping thanks in. Thanks for coming to our the show. 80s are on their remnant revolution tour. Yeah, awesome. Changing the world, baptizing Baptizing people. people in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Well, see, here's, yeah, you know, right. there's some people that have issues with what names and how you baptize people. They baptize in the name of Jesus. They okay. make it. They make it happen. I gotta move my chair. Hang it's on. awesome. I'm, I'm sitting ain't, too ain't nobody here. baptized like uh, Robert. That's Asian. true, though. You guys, how do you how do they find people them? come up? Um, how do they find them? Remnant Revolution. Remnantrevolutiontour.com or banners for the number four freedom.com. All right. All right. Let's dive right in. Uh, I want to play some of these videos. I think. I uh, hopefully that's not playing in the background. It's not. I want to play some of these videos of the tragedy, the just astronomical tragedy, the deadliest earthquake. Some I've read two different things in decades or just the deadliest earthquake in Moroccan history. Over 2,100 people are dead. There's some volume here. Yeah, there is. I hear it. You hear it? Hey, you plug in? Yeah, I am. Oh, fooey. Yeah, it's low, but I hear it. I don't hear it at all. So you were you needed to be reading the the subtitles anyways. I can't read them. There's two, there's yeah, two layers that's, of subtitles there. That's unfortunate. Okay, we'll move on. We need to turn the. Okay, earthquake kills over 600 in Morocco, leaves massive trail of destruction. It has volume two. Barely, but not much. I don't know how to turn it up. No, the, you can't turn the volume up on the shorts. It's just so ridiculous. Tremors kill at least. Well, it was actually about 2,000. It's 2,100. 2, I want you guys to. This is just to see footage. The footage here. So, you, as you can imagine, there's 2,100 people killed. How many people are injured? How many people are missing? Mm. It's just, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Right. Magnitude 6.8. It's it's a 7 at that point. And Where that's huge, okay. by the way. Yeah. It happened Friday night. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay. A devastating earthquake surged through the North African nation of Morocco, where the number of dead and injured is continuing to rise. The government of Morocco announced three days of national mourning after what's being called the most powerful quake in the region for at least 100 years. 
debris from ancient structures, some dating back to the 12th century, rained down on those fleeing into the dark streets. The quake, which the U.S. Geological Survey put at a 6.8, hit just after 11 p.m. local time. The military has mobilized search and rescue teams, and Turkey, which suffered its own devastating quake earlier this year, has offered to help, as has the U.S. and several other nations. Although the historic tourist town of Marrakesh, 45 miles southwest of the epicenter, was hardest hit, the quake was felt as far away as Casablanca. But it's the villages in the Atlas Mountains that suffered the greatest damage, and they may be hardest to reach, raising the specter of a humanitarian disaster. Many, still fearful of aftershocks, spent the night sleeping on the streets, pitching in where they could in a desperate race to reach the living. And as the sun rises over another day of searching, the death toll is only expected to climb. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing. I want to comment on this a minute before we go playing more footage. Just, and I know we're just getting started, but like, when we were looking at Morocco and Marrakesh and, and a lot of these buildings being, you know, the, the, the way that they are built, the mm -hmm. structure behind it, it's much it's, different than the yeah. way that our buildings mm -hmm. in America, we have a lot of steel. We've got still a lot more breaking of, news tonight. Um, we're right. getting wood structures. Mm -hmm. Okay. So still when you have an earthquake in a house, that's mostly wood. Yes, you have damage, but you don't have like falling rocks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then also you see how old these buildings are, which means yeah. that they have not had an earthquake to damage them like this. That's a good question. That is a really good point. So you, this is drone footage. On, so go ahead and see that yet. Oh, I screen shared. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Good so job. I thought this is drone footage. So I thought that would be perfect time for you to um, even like stop and, and look at a lot of the, the clay buildings. Some of these are obviously even like handmade bricks. Uh, these are, there's some cinder blocks in there. Yeah. Some, and here's the deal. There's some of these buildings are older and some of them are newer. It just like the way that they build here in Morocco, it's just kind of like you might build onto an older building. You might tear but this one down. Was, these were people's homes. This is not a ruin, right? It, but it I looks know. like a ruin, know. you know? So this is, this is epically uh, devastating for these, all these families. Absolutely devastating. Shoot. Could you, I like, you know, we never cover and it makes me mad. What's that? Like, we never go back and cover them, like, a year later. I know. And, like, okay, how are they doing? We just right. cover the devastation More breaking so news awful. tonight. We're getting mm -hmm. a first look at the damage after a powerful earthquake in Morocco. The government says at least 296 people are confirmed dead. Hundreds more are hurt. The U.S. Geological Survey reports a magnitude of 6.8. The city of Marrakesh suffered some of the heaviest damage, with many buildings and parts of the famous red walls reduced to rubble. Thousands of people are spending the nights on the street in fear of aftershocks. Mm. Oof. Man, it's just, yeah. Do we have any good news stories coming out of this? Um, I know sometimes you have those, like of a, a dog getting rescued or something. <laughs> falls then the building just falls right 
the earth itself probably has, but it's a minor amount. It's like the amount okay. of warning a person gets before a seizure. So you wanted a good news story. I believe this is fine being a cat. Get out. Yay! Okay, thank you. Thank you, I needed this today. can bring up the article if you want uh, to. I've got an, uh, Morocco earthquake, live updates, more than 2,000 dead, Marrakesh residents sleep outdoors. The number of fatalities from Friday's uh, 6.8 magnitude earthquake has surpassed 2,000. You can play that video if you want. Tap to unmute earthquake that struck Morocco on Friday. Today, search and rescue teams are desperately scrambling to reach survivors in the hardest hit areas of the Atlas Mountains outside of Marrakesh. The 6.8 magnitude quake is the most powerful in the region in more than a century. NBC's Ralph Sanchez is in Morocco with an up-close look at the destruction. Ralph. We're in the village of Moulay Brahim. We're about 30 miles east of the epicenter of the earthquake, and we're standing in what was the narrow alleyways of the market. This is all that remains of what was a shrine here in the village. And as you walk around in the debris here, you can see little reminders of people's shattered lives from Friday night. This is uh, a bill. This is some mail someone had. These were people's homes. And if I just ask my camera operator, Mus, to, to turn the camera around, you can see that these shops are not going to be open anytime soon. The devastation here is enormous. There are about 3,000 people who lived in this village, but locals tell us that around 40 of them were killed in the quake. So that is more than 1% of the population that lost their lives. And they are part of a growing national death toll that has now climbed above 2,000. The rescue effort is perilous. The roads up here in the mountains, they are windy, they are narrow, and in some places, they are blocked by mud, by rock slides, and by boulders. But nevertheless, the rescue operation continues. We're seeing both professional rescue teams here, but also just local people who, hand by patient hand, are sifting through rubble like this, trying to get their neighbors out. We are still in that so-called golden 72-hour window when there is a chance to find people alive but this search becomes more desperate by the hour back to you all right so at least uh 20 2100 people have been killed about 2400 people have been injured including at least 14 critically injured in friday's earthquake the 6.8 magnitude quake occurred in the moroccan high atlas mountain range about 46 miles southeast of marrakesh the u.s geological survey said Many in Marrakesh were forced to sleep outside in the streets uh, with damage to homes as well as many historic sites in the city. Where are you going to go? Okay. There have been no reports of U.S. citizens killed. Uh, if you scroll down, is that, I think this might be another one. Here we have a video being of a survivor being pulled out of the rubble here. And you know, there's not a lot of video on this. 
you think they're you know I don't know if it has to do with the hang on it's not playing being um, kind of a it's loading low tech uh, country but there's not a lot of um, just scroll down into the pictures man, that maybe why that loads uh, obviously people mourning when you when you're recognizing that people are are uh, gone I think that's it yeah, no. I don't, we don't want to. We don't need to see uh, Joe Biden. So they're sending food trucks in. So yeah, there's a magnitude 3.9 aftershock rattled Moroccans on Sunday as they prayed for victims of the nation's strongest earthquake in more than a century, and worked to rescue survivors while soldiers and workers brought water and supplies. Let's begin this morning with the scene of destruction and despair in Morocco after a massive earthquake struck there this weekend. NBC's Raf Sanchez has made his way near the quake's epicenter. Raf, what does it look like there? Willie, good morning. We are in the mountain village of Moulay Brahim. We're about 30 miles east of the epicenter. And throughout this village, you can see homes that are either completely destroyed or, like the one behind me, are partially collapsed, in danger of total collapse. This village was home to 3,000 people, but local people here tell us some 40 of them were killed on Friday night. So that is more than 1% of the population that has lost their lives here. And they are part of a growing national death toll that has now climbed above. 2000. The rescue effort here is fiendishly complicated. The destruction is not concentrated in a single area. It is spread through villages like this. And the roads to get here are winding, narrow, and treacherous. In some places, they are blocked by heavy boulders. But the rescue continues nonetheless. Local people, hand by patient hand, digging their neighbors out from underneath the rubble. One person was rescued in this village yesterday, and that is giving hope that there may be more survivors still to be found. Well, we are still in that golden 72-hour window when it is the best chance to find people alive. Time is running out, though, and this rescue operation gets more desperate by the hour. Well, you think about people trapped in caves and things. Uh, that's kind of what we are looking at here, right? And so you could see survivors for a while. commentary no it's just to me i'm like this is whole sides of <coughs> buildings just gone so you're like a lot of these cities like especially this one when you're built mm -hmm. into a mountain mm -hmm. the the building structure is already precarious mm -hmm. you know but again like i said earlier how do you i mean these buildings had up. not collapsed collapsed before mm -hmm. that we know of you know like in a century i mean look at this look at those those boulders from the so you're just digging people out. You're not even thinking about um, what it's going to look like. You, right now, to they're just in like rebuild. Or what do you do with your homes? I'm sure these people don't. Have, uh, they're not. There's not going to be home insurance. I don't think. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and again, okay. So let's let's think about this for a second. Recent history. The death toll is now past the 2,000 mark, with reports saying that the numbers Often, are expected to climb. Over the past few years, a number of countries were hit by devastating earthquakes. In February this year, over 50,000 people were killed after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Turkey and war-torn Syria. Now, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, who at that time was preparing for elections, called the earthquake a historic disaster and the worst earthquake to hit Turkey since 1939. In June of 2022, Afghanistan was rocked by its deadliest earthquake in decades. 
Over 1,100 people were killed after a 6.1 magnitude earthquake struck the country's east. Rescue efforts were complicated since many international aid agencies had left Afghanistan after the Taliban takeover of the country in 2021. An earthquake measuring 7.2 on the Richter scale hit Haiti back in 2021. More so than 2,200 people died in the earthquake. Place. The earthquake destroyed about 13,000 homes. I mean, it, uh, some of these, I don't know if we covered. Now, to give us more perspective on what's happening in Morocco at the moment, we are being joined by Samir Benis. He's the editor-in-chief and co-founder of Morocco World News. He joins us live from Fez in Morocco. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, so what's the situation on the ground, if you could tell us, and what are the challenges that the rescuers are facing? First, uh, let me uh, express my deep uh, sorrow for the lost lives uh, caused by the, uh, the devastating earthquake that hit uh, Morocco on uh, Friday night, and express extend my uh, sympathy and the condolences to to the the families uh, who lost their loved ones uh, in this uh, tragedy. Uh, well, now that the situation is uh, one of devastation especially in the remote areas uh, that are south of uh, Marrakesh, where the epicenter of the earthquake is located. Uh, the rescue, uh, Moroccan rescue teams have been uh, trying to reach uh, many remote areas uh, since the early hours of the, of, of the occurrence of the earthquake. And uh, so far, the, as, as of yesterday, last night, the number of uh, deaths uh, exceeds uh, 2,000 people and over uh, 2,000 uh, injured. injured. Uh, among them, 1,400 are in critical condition. The Moroccan uh, government is... I'm going uh, to go over here to this router's article. I think it is... Where's my router's article? Here, you go to... The, um, go to main screen and find it. It's after these two bit shoot um, videos and you can bring it up. Morocco survivors seek aid as uh, earthquake toll passes 2100. Um, for uh, many people were preparing to spend a third night in the open air after the 6.8 magnitude quake hit late on Friday. Relief workers face the challenge of reaching the worst affected villages in the high Atlas, a rugged mountain range where settlements are often remote and where many houses crumbled. The death toll climbed to uh, 2,122. The damage done to Morocco's cultural heritage became more evident as local media reported the collapse of historic. Um, and you, I don't. That should be a video in a second. Um, historically important 12th century mosque. The quake also damaged parts of Marrakesh, uh, the old city, a UNESCO World Heritage Site in Moulay Bram, a village 25 miles south of Marrakesh. Residents described how they Saturday as they pulled a survivor out from under the rubble after the deadliest earthquake to hit the country in six decades. The quake struck Morocco's high Atlas Mountains late on Friday night. By the early hours of Sunday, the official death toll had soared past 2,000, with more than 2,000 others injured. Those numbers are set to continue rising.
while the situation is bleak for many of those who survived. In this village in Azni, almost all structures were damaged in the quake. This mother of two young children is not sure what to do, saying the quake destroyed her home and badly injured her husband, who is the family's sole provider. The damage is also extensive in the historic old city of Marrakesh, some 45 miles northeast of the quake's epicenter. Many there spent a second night sleeping rough on Saturday as their homes were at risk of collapsing. This man said the walls in his house were full of cracks and that he would not go back until authorities can send experts to check it. People urge the government to step up the help for those most in need. Malah is one of the poorest areas in the city and those people need help like food, water, blankets, all whatever, whatever you can help. Morocco's royal court on Saturday declared three days of national mourning and said its armed forces are sending rescue teams to provide affected areas with clean drinking water, food supplies, tents and blankets. Meanwhile, the community is helping out where it can, with people seen stepping up to donate blood to save those who were injured in the quake. So uh, residents described how they were using their hands to bare hands to dig the rubble out. On a hillside overlooking the village, residents buried a 45-year-old woman who had died along with her 18-year-old son, a woman sobbing loudly as the body was lowered into the grave. As he retrieved possessions from his damaged home, uh, Hussan Adne said he believed people were still buried in the rubble nearby. They didn't get the rescue they needed, so they died. I rescued my children and I'm trying to get covers for them and anything to wear from the house. Uh, Yasin uh, Nungar, 36, complained of shortages of water, food, and power, saying he had received little government aid so far. We lost everything. We lost our entire house, he said. We just want for our government to help us. Later, sacks of food were unloaded from a truck with a local official, and a local official said, uh, had been organized by the government and civil society organizations. 25 bodies had been brought to the village's small clinic, according to staff there. With many homes built of mud bricks and timber or cement and breeze blocks, structures crumbled easily. It was Morocco's deadliest quake since 1960, with, when a tremor was estimated to have killed at least 12,000 people. In the badly damaged hit village of Amidziz residents watched as rescuers used a mechanical digger on a collapsed house. They are looking for a man and his son. One of them might still be alive, said a retired builder on the site there. The team eventually recovered only bodies. Wow. The army mobilized to help the rescue effort set up a camp and tents for the homeless. The most, With most shops damaged or closed, residents struggled to get food or supplies. We are still waiting for tents. We haven't had anything yet, a laborer said, who was folding his blanket in a makeshift shelter constructed with bits of wood. I had a little food offered by one man, but that's all since the earthquake. You can't see a single shop open here, and people are frightened to go inside in case the roof falls down. The government said on Saturday it was taking urgent measures to address the disaster, including reinforcing uh, search and rescue teams, providing drinking water, and distributing uh, food, tents, and blankets. France said it stood ready to help and was awaiting a formal request from Morocco. This is so silly. You don't have a formal re request yet, so you can't help. That's dumb. France is ready to offer its aid to Morocco if Morocco decides it's useful, <laughs> says Macron. I can't. I can't with this guy. He said at the G20 summit in New Delhi, um, the second, 
they request this aid, it will be deployed. Other countries offering assistance include Turkey, where earthquakes in February killed more than 50,000 people. By Sunday, the Turkish team had not yet been deployed. Uh, they are obviously experts at this. So, um, yeah. Spain, however, said it had on Sunday received a formal request from Morocco for assistance. Yeah, it's okay. Got it. I got it. Including uh, 56 officers and four sniffer dogs that arrived in the country. <laughs> Probably need a little more than that. Qatar also said its search and rescue team had departed from Morocco. The United States dispatched a team of disaster experts to Morocco to assess the situation. A U.S. official said they arrived on the ground on Sunday. The next two to three days will be critical for finding people trapped under the rubble. Um, and then if you bring the, the article, you can see the epicenter and then where Marrakesh is and the intensity there. Uh, one official said the international aid system had been waiting for an invitation from Morocco to assist. I'm not sure why we why are we all waiting for an invitation? I just I don't understand these people. Don't you just go and help? I don't maybe they can't give you it's an SOS. It's like, hey, please help us right now. Aiding this was not necessarily unusual as the government assesses its needs. Um, a spokesperson uh, for Morocco's government did not immediately respond to uh, Router's phone calls seeking comment. Uh, the World Health Organization uh, said more than 300,000 people have been affected by the disaster. And then, of course, Pope Francis offered some prayers. And so we can prayers. see that. No, prayers. and we should pray. I don't want to mock that. It was Pope Francis that yeah, I Yeah, so God, we just lift up these people in Morocco. I pray that they come to know you and your salvation. I pray that yes. you provide for them. Yes. I pray that you take care of them. I pray for aid. I pray for them to be able to rebuild their homes. I pray for rescue workers to be able to find uh, these um, uh, people who are still trapped in the rubble. I pray for all the families uh, who have been affected by um, maybe losing a family member. I pray for peace. I pray for healing. And I pray, Father God, for revival in yeah. Morocco. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So I know that was pretty heavy. And we're going to move on to some other things. But I think this particular clip actually kind of goes well with what read, we're talking let me about. Read Go one ahead. comment here from uh, True Kells says, So sad. I have some friends who were just in Morocco visiting. They had asked me to go with them. I was unable I was unable to, and I'm thankful that they are back safely in the United States. Wow, that's pretty crazy. What are the odds, right? That's, wow. Yeah, that is really sad. All right, so I have this clip here of, of Macron being mercilessly booed uh, by the, uh, at the state uh, of, at the uh, State de France. What is that what they're calling it? The State de France. At the opening of the uh, ceremony of the World uh, Rugby World Cup. Wow, this is quite impressive. Hang on, let me show you guys this. This is great. We have no volume. Oh, there we go. That's his face right there. Okay. So he's trying to talk. How do you talk over booze? You don't. Huh. Is that the whole setup of this whole World Cup? Like, I've never seen anything like that with this. Pretty uh, rugby. It's really intense. Rugby World Cup. 
Um, let's before we move on to Canada, and you know what's very interesting is I was, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm very much frustrated. Let me tell you why. We work really hard to bring a Facebook uh, allowable video for Facebook, and then for the majority of our show on Sunday, and then move on to Rumble. Okay, for anything that we when we're going to talk about the vaccines or um, passports or lockdowns. I'm going to play part, I think, of the show that we're going to do on Canada just because I was watching back to the Freedom Convo videos and I just like my heart just kept swelling and I remember it. And I was um, it's just it was a time when the whole world united behind Canada and they tried a lot of people tried the Freedom Convoy. I do know that um, the push that the Freedom Convoy had in Canada, I didn't know you guys really had it in you for real. I didn't. I'm very proud of you. Um, but that led to the tractor convoy in the Netherlands. Absolutely. And that was, it was different, right? But it's the same people who are trying to take away your freedoms. Exactly. And so the rest of us on this side of the aisle see all of these things as connected, whether it's the, the lockdowns, the jabs, the mandates and the climate change things. And those are all the same things that are censored yes. on Facebook and on... You know, I saw a meme the other day that said literally everything negative about the left, news-wise, is censored. Every single one. That's absolutely true. Every single one. Uh, yeah. So it, it begs yeah. the question, are yeah. they just always right <laughs> in their eyes? Are they always right? Or <clears throat> is it proof that they're always wrong? It's proof they that they're always sense- wrong. Censored. And when we come with facts... Right. They. That's why they have to shut you down. See, I don't have to shut the left down. Right. You know, I don't have a desire. You know what I do have a desire to do? I said, I, the things that I would shut down and need to be shut down are the sexualization of people and children. Yeah. That you, you don't need like pornography and, 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 and sexualizing kids. Yeah. But I don't need to shut down your arguments. <clears throat> I don't even need to shut down your arguments for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. But if you are going to be doing it, then that needs to be censored. Exactly. That needs to be stopped because it's it's child that's not abuse. censorship though. But and, and well, did you know that Chloe Cole on Instagram, I know her, her whole profile was hate speech. Well, and because so what she's they did, detransitioning. What they did was they made it so that only her followers can see her, meaning they will not be putting her stuff in front of anyone that's not following her. Because you can't tell kids that there might be something bad to happen if you cut your chest off. Right. You might regret it. Right. You wouldn't want you you wouldn't want kids to know that that one kid had their cut, chest cut off and regrets it. And regrets it. You wouldn't want kids to know that. Right. You that might scar somebody. Mm-hmm. But she's scarred. She's saying I've been scarred. So anyways, um in Canada, Canada has has found a new way around the fact that news is getting out on Facebook. And so I got a message from somebody in Canada that our can- our show when we said the good the bad and the ugly in Canada last week with Justin uh, with uh, Arthur Pavlovsky and the reeducation of Jordan Peterson um, they couldn't see it right because it said Canada in the title right and I I thought to myself you've now 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 a whole now a whole country is being banned so I know that if you're in Canada the people that I want to see this you know won't what? be able it's, to see this interesting though about about Facebook. Okay, that's one person, and I'm sure that it is true in Canada for that specific instance. But there's a lot of times, like a few weeks ago, you shared a dog video. Mm-hmm. And 
um, other people that we had uh, mutual friends were commenting on it and it kept giving me the same error that it gave the Canadian for our video. This con this video content is unavailable right mm. now. And well, I, I went back to it several times to try to get it to play and no matter what so I did, it wouldn't play for what me. What Canada has done is in the name of making sure journalists get paid for their work, they've made it so that any reporting on Canada has to have some sort of monetary, they have to make a deal with, Facebook has to make a deal with um, Canadian journalists so that uh, the Canadian journalism can be shared on Facebook. But what if the Canadian people commenting on Canada, they, what they, they've made it so broad so that even just people, anybody talking about Canada, because they might be quoting a source that needs to be paid. Does that make sense? But what if I'm not quite like, can I talk about Canadian hockey? No, you and can't talk about know, anything Canadian. How is it that, like Canadian that, maple syrup? It's so strange. How is it that these countries can tell Facebook what they can and cannot do in their country, though? I don't know. Very, I, I really don't know. To me. I'm just thinking to myself, OK, you either have Facebook in your country or you mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really on Facebook's terms. Because mm -hmm. I think that's what it would boil down to. A country says either we allow Facebook or we right. don't, unless yeah. you ch you choose to yeah. obey. And now, so Facebook, I'm sure, has to put extra resources into complying yeah. to what these nations' demands are. Yeah. So before we go on to Canada, there was actually uh, another. Uh, there's another when we cover some more natural disasters around the world there is a storm in spain and patriot calorie sent me this video this is of a rescue um search spanish civil guard continues search for missing after a storm in spain i don't know if there's any volume there obviously a lot of flooding you can see the Erosion there, major flooding. So let's be clear that there have always been Man, natural disasters prior to any ability to control weather and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. However, because we know that they are actively doing that right now. What happens is whenever something like of this magnitude takes place, mm -hmm. we're left going, is it re is this because you have now hit a domino yeah. that you can't control anymore? That is that is one of those You know, questions. like yeah. now we're just like, now I'm looking at the flooding and I'm going, well, Understand. is this a result because you guys decided to tweak right. the weather over Understand. here? You know? Yeah, and I rem I'm reminded that you guys remember there were wildfires in Greece? Well, watch this. Go to my good. I just an I, actual like rescue that took place here. I don't no? know. Oh, I don't shit. think so. Okay. Um, go to my Twitter. I just retweeted this. In Greece, Greece had the, all these wildfires, and now uh, a quarter of agricultural production has disappeared in 48 hours. In two days, the country received the same amount of precip precipitation as in three years. So wait, what? Look at this flooding in Greece. Okay, so did somebody do some sort of climate changey thing? Like what? This is this is craziness. Uh, other people are not um, talking about this. 
this is something that you're not going to hear anywhere. Okay, so I'm just going to go and look at this. This is crazy. So go ahead and go to my Twitter. You're going to have to refresh this because this, honestly, I heard about it. And now I'm bringing up a few more. This is, this is insane. Like, this is even, this is almost as big or bigger than what is happening in Morocco, this flooding here. Okay, so we're going to go through some of these and then we're gonna, I'm going to re keep refreshing it because I got more and more. Um, look at this. This, this. this is craziness. For our podcast listeners, you've got really intense waves. And a car, a car. Okay, look at this. We've got their, heli their obviously their military base. Is this even feasible? Is this possible? It, is it floating away? Is it trying to go somewhere? No. A helicopter, no, they're pushing they're it somewhere? They're trying so, to get it to take off. Are they trying to get it to take off? But they're they're literal, but it's moving on the water. Like they're, I'm sure it's driving. I'm sure they're, they're in it. They're clearly trying to get this, to, this, this specific helicopter to take off. Yes. I'm sure the wheels are moving. You think so? Yes. I didn't know they operated in underwater. It's definitely underwater. As long as a vehicle's engine does not... Look at this flood flash flooding. Thing. Look at this flash flooding. These people are, are holding arms in the middle of this... Uh, how, how long can you hold your arms for? We're going together. We're going together. This is it's just one slip and then somebody's going down. Oh, they, oh my gosh! There was a car floating Holy by. cow! Watch that again. Holy cow! They decide to go. They decide to go. Boom! Here comes a car. Oh my goodness. Now watch this. Look at this. Oh, look at the satellite images. Look at the satellite images. What is Do that again. What? Do that again. They were they were in the worst drought like in in history. And now they've had more rain than in 3 years. What is going on? Look at these poor cows. God send cows in Jesus name in Jesus name. Save them, Jesus! Save them! Save them! Lord, have mercy on my soul. Oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Lord, Lord, be with them in Jesus' name. Be with them in Jesus' name. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, we played that one. We played that one. Okay, those are the earthquakes, the floodings. Okay, I know y'all. I know what you're thinking. It is the. Time, Leah. The end is near. The Hoover up in heaven is Did we play this up. one? Do we play that one? No. We're joking about the end times. This is an interesting video. Outrageous video of police tear gassing people protesting the Greek Prime Minister's presence in Larissa over the government's mishandling of the deadly Greece flooding. You need a refresh to get that? Um, no, I am. Um... Wow, this is this How was about a you couple just put days Greece ago. Flooding in here. Yeah, go ahead. This is like kind of live reporting here. You know, honestly, I feel that people on um, in the world like this is a couple days old. Why isn't I go to I go to some main um, sites? Breitbart's not reporting on this. Um, Zero Hedge isn't reporting on this. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Those are entire homes with, that are flooded up to the roof. In, in an area that's like literally an entire town. It's miles. Huge. It's miles. Miles of just homes under, under, under muddy water. 
would be very curious. Like, I'm going to say climate climate engineering for sure. Is there a way to see like how this progressed? Like, mm. did these people have time to get out? Was this flash flooding? Where do they go at that point? I mean, this is because that's not going to go away for a minute. Uh, yeah. Well, and then, and then, just like in Morocco, what do you come back to? Is anybody else reporting on this? Uh, Sarah, what we're saying is, we're not saying it's climate change. Sarah says this is God, not climate change. We are saying it's not. We're not saying climate, it's climate engineering. Like, two different things. Like done by design. So if there's, if 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 somebody wanted to make it rain. They have the ability to make it rain, and unfortunately, like unfortunately, you can you can do this in a way that is too devastating. I'm not saying no. This is not climate change. Deadly wildfires. You could say active gods, but what what if it is people playing with the climate? Because we do know that people do this. We do know that there's cloud seeding is a thing. I will say this though. God gave Corey Gray a word. He did. Repent of porn. Or be all sexual deviancy. He did. In July. Or be destroyed. He did. So Sarah, you could be right. Obviously, here's the thing. Some people like to say climate change. And if you say act of God, what does that even mean? Like are you allowed to say act of God? I mean, look at this. It's obviously, it's, it, here's the thing. Obviously, God controls the weather. Unless other people are controlling the weather. <sighs> Craziness. Look at these streets. Whoa. Okay. So if you try to talk over someone, just awful like scroll down there's more there's more. <laughs> wait there's more now we're in an earthquake let's see man whoa whoa watch this go hang on let me do this I, i'm not that's not the one i'm playing yes yeah, scroll down Oh no! I hope somebody goes to get that dog. Please, I can't watch that one. Leah. Oh wow. So here we have people trying to get down some steps. But I'm not gonna do. What are those people do doing in that building actually filming? Um. Oh this is hap. This just happened yesterday. Yeah. No, that's nine six. Oh, it's backwards. Okay. 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 Whoa. Oh, sinkhole. sinkhole. An entire bus fell through. That's dangerous. Hey, how about we don't stand there then? Oh, oh gosh. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. People stuck by the cars. And then when that water hits and you're just stuck. Uh, that shoot, one's a little shoot, bit shoot, much. Shoot. Sorry about that one, guys. Uh, those aren't people, are they? 
a bridge collapse. Okay. All right. Let me see if I can get um, one more, like uh, like somebody recording. Like, yeah, it's we so can strange. show you guys footage, but I need some facts here. I need All something. Right. Yeah, we can do this. Okay. I just it, it's so strange to me that some like how are we the only people reporting on this right now? Extreme weather slamming Greece with extreme weather slamming flooding. Greece severe with rainstorms actually flooding. Severe rainstorms actually triggering the massive flooding in central Greece. And all that flooding has now turned deadly as the storms batter Greece, Turkey, and Bulgaria. Now, in one area, you can even see streams overflowed their banks and swept cars right into the sea. The storm comes on the heels right of the major summer wildfires that hit Greece over the past few weeks. So let's get a closer look at the extreme weather conditions. And it's important to know all those visuals we just saw were from Volos, Greece. So you're looking at this with the stats. They were number three with 15 and 15 and a half inches, basically, of that rain. Imagine wow. areas like Zagora, where they had 25 plus inches. 25 inches of rain. And that's just in one rain? day. So there were water rescues. There were people day? Um, who were trapped in their cars no. because of the water. Um, and a no. lot of these communities, all to the north of Athens, um, inundated with incredible amounts of water. And you also had, in some other parts of the country, wildfire firefighters yeah. out there also still trying, trying to tackle to some of those, those well, exactly right because when you're looking at this and this is going to be on a loop here you can see that convergence mm -hmm. zone in SETI stream where they just got hammered in volos and mm -hmm. central greece but notice this marissa just south mm -hmm. like you had mentioned really couldn't get much on. rain sarah are you still here okay um so act of god yes totally could be but let's, I just want you guys to, to, so this, on the right hand side, I'm going to play this again. He said, this is going to be on a loop, but storms generally travel. Okay. What I'm seeing on this loop with the green and the yellow is it's just kind of maintaining right there. Um, so I'm going to back this up again. Um, we don't have to listen to this guy right now. Just watch this, um, this green part of the storm here. It's not really like moving. It just looks like like see the see the do you see the clouds? The clouds are moving. But what's with the what's with the storm area that's just kind of like staying there around Volos? Well, did you hear that they're still battling they're in some areas of Greece they're still battling wildfires. So, like if you want to they didn't see the clouds right. Guys, something's not right about this. Go ahead and unmute him. You had a mad stream where they just got hammered in Volos and, and Central Greece. But notice this, Marissa, just south, like you had mentioned, really couldn't there. get much rain. And so now that turns into a major wind event with dry conditions in place. Just made it so <laughs> difficult because depending on where you were in Greece, you had a massively different weather event. Yeah, so incredible story coming out of Greece. I'm Amy Freeze. Welcome to Fox. Yet to come. Wow. Okay. So we're them. we're seeing some craziness. I'm just uh, all I know is we are seeing craziness. Crazy, 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 craziness. We weren't even planning on covering Greece, by the way, guys. That the flooding. I didn't know anything about it. I, yeah. Until you just started talking about it. So I'm sorry that we're coming to you a little unprepared on that specific story, but um, we still should talk about it, even if we don't have all the details.
That's... Yeah. Well, okay. Let's go to the Netherlands for a little bit. The Dutch police clear thousands of climate crazies from the highway with water cannons. So the Hague in the Netherlands, several thousand climate activists blocked a Dutch highway on Saturday in anger at billions of euros in government subsidies for industries that use oil, coal, and gas before police dispersed them with water cannons. A report earlier this week detailed 37.5 billion euros in such subsidies in the Netherlands, notably related to the shipping industry, prompting calls for a quick halt to the practice. So you have the Extinction Rebellion there. Greenpeace and other organizations broke through a police barrier Saturday morning and uh, sat um, on a main road in the Hague, heading to a temporary venue for the lower house of parliament. They threatened to stay until the subsidies were lifted and to come back every day if the police removed them. This is much larger than any one of us. This concerns the whole world. The activists brandished signs with sayings like fossil fuel subsidies are not cool. After several hours, police moved in and fired volleys of water cannons at the crowd, picked up or damaged or, or dragged some protesters away, wheeling them away in special orange wagons. Protesters on the front line held up their fists in resistance or put their heads down to protect themselves from the jets of water. So we have this great reset. We have these Greenpeace ki kids who obviously are upset, who do feel that um, fossil fuels are damaging and, you know... Here's the thing. Go start farming. Oh, you can't in the Netherlands. They're taking mm. the farms away. Yeah. That's the answer. Make small farms great again. Oh, we don't want to do that. We want to eat bugs. We want to um, make it so that um, I think I've got an article up where Dutch. Okay. Welsh. Welsh. Sorry. Welsh. So wealth, Welsh agriculture needs to. Let me to... read some comments oh, go ahead, go ahead. before we move on. Okay. Um, Climate terrorism, Trukels says, um, Trukels says that they are following you now on X on Twitter as TruePatriot14. Okay, awesome. You guys can now, Leah decided to give up on ever getting back <laughs> the other Twitters that we had. So she has embraced and given Resistance Chicks the name there. So hang on. Resistance Chicks at Leah Svensson. Uh, Trukels, uh, or Wicked Psych is commenting back and says the climate has been changing since the beginning of time. It goes through cycles. Mankind can contribute to some changes, but their solutions do nothing or they make things worse i would definitely agree with your sentiments so here's there. the answer to at least to the climate crazies I, I honestly guys i don't have an answer to how they see clouds or what's going on or an act of god to 25 inches of rain in one day i know or earthquakes yeah well i will We're say this let, me, let me say this regardless of what it is whether it's intentional by man or intentional by god it's very spiritually significant true here we have Welsh agriculture needs to move away from livestock farming and people need to eat less meat and more plant-based food to help the nation achieve net zero, according to a report from Cardiff University. This is bold face lies. Um, the Wales Center for Public Policy, based on the university's Social Science Research Park, has published its response to the Wales Net Zero 2035 Challenge Group's first question, how could Wales feed itself by 2035? The report examines the evidence and explores challenges facing the agricultural sector, which is set to be Wales' largest source of greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, my gosh. Um, could you just... you don't, don't bring this one up. Go to YouTube and put in Welsh farming or something because it is by far the most uh climate friendly environmental friendly place in the entire world 
um, to be, yeah, that's good. To be, uh, to be raising food. So, uh, <clears throat> Britt Baza lives in Wales. My name's Ken Markham, farm in Pennant, Llamiangala Pennant, with Lisa, my wife. We farm up to the top of Cadridris. Oh my gosh, Sheep, look at you, you... Mainly all Welsh Mountain you ewes. Horrible. And we put Welsh Mountain you horrible... Look at you hating on the environment. Land. No, There's this is... coming to the farm today. God, this is heaven, the by the way. London. You so, crazy um, yeah, weirdos. forward to meeting him, actually. This is what all of Welsh farming looks like. They don't have the factory farms. My name is Francesco Mazzei. I'm a chef, and I'm the first time in Wales visiting a sheep farm. This is and heaven. They should be praised for what they're doing. This beautiful lamb, the way they be look after, what they eat, uh, and what they spend the day. So that will give me a chance to appreciate even more this beautiful meat. So uh, I would love to go and see your beautiful lamb. There we are. We're heading up the mountain. This is the life I want to live, by the way. You want to take it from people, you crazy Nazis. This is so. Heaven. What are they trying to say in this article? It's amazing. That idea. this is, it they is, need yeah. to get Whoa, to net 35 exactly. and get rid of these animals. Where we are now. This net zero by 35 and get rid of these animals. The summit to Cadridris is just up there. And then looking straight down there, and oh. there's the sea there. Oh. And this is where our. Sheep and lambs are all born. I, I can feel this beautiful energy. Yes. Which breed are? Uh, they are all Welsh Mountain. All Welsh Mountain. All Welsh Mountain lambs. They have their own what do they actually breed eat? Sheep. I mean, is there any special no. grass or yeah, something? No, no. They, just, they just live on the natural they grass. They just live here. on the natural grass. I don't give them any blocks, any hay, or nothing. nothing. They fatten naturally. It's they fascinating naturally. to see, finally, for real, yeah. where they come from and yeah, the love behind it. And, yeah, uh, the love. So it's, all, it's all done up here. Because this farm is Cadridris, we are in environmental schemes. We get the sheep from the mountain end of December. Nothing's supposed to go back on the mountain until the 1st of April. Okay. So the mountain has three months rest, which okay. is fine. It's good for the grass and yes. for the environment and everything. environment, everything works fine, yeah. Why have you chosen Welsh lamb? Because this, you know, the way they look after, the yeah. meat is particularly because of that particular flair is particularly tender and it feels like I'm, uh, I'm back home in Calabria where I've got the shepherds up there, I order the lamb, I got the lamb for Easter. I can have this every day in yeah. London. Yes. For me, it's like, wow, is it possible that there's quality on your doorsteps in, in, a, in, a, in a mega city? Okay. We're okay. going to give you the opportunity. Could just, you know, we should just switch what Resistance Chicks does. I know. We could just show amazing videos like this every week. <laughs> I we just know. Get this ad. So, so uh, Britt Vaza, Barry sent me pictures a week or two ago where he was just out walking. And in Wales, they allowed the cows to just roam free, kind of. And he just took pictures of. The cows, he came across some wild, like, not wild cows, they're domesticated cows, but they're pretty much wild, okay? And the sheep kind of roam, and then they gather them all up. It's absolutely amazing. Barry, I can't get to any videos that you send when we do this, unfortunately, because I'm logged out of my Facebook. If there's any that you sent that Leah wants to play, she'll have to pull them up, because Barry's like, just play the videos I sent you. Um, you have to, you have to, Barry, let me give you a tip. When you send the videos... Put a, tell me what they are and not just the video. Okay. Um, so send the video and then 
because I need a caveat of because you send he sends a lot. It's really great, but you need to say this 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 is what this video is. So if you want to resend them, I can bring them up with this is the one I want you to see. Um, but I can't watch them all. I need to know what they are and bring them all up. It's hard to follow them. But he does say, Michelle, the mountain I live on is an um, SSSI. It stands for Special Site of, of Scientific Interest, which means that it has to be grazed sympathetically for wildlife to survive and thrive. This is a this is specifically grazed by cattle to keep the eco-diverse habitat strong and healthy. He says, the video I sent you where the mountain is behind my house. I don't know if Leah saw that video. Just, just be able to pick it out. Resend just say, it. Resend it to Leah and we can pull it up. And say, this is the video I'm talking about. Um, but a little caveat. So the report wants, this report says there's ammonia pollution impacting biodiversity and they want to reduce agricultural emissions, which will require a reduction in livestock farming, as well as changes in farming practices to mitigate livestock emissions. This is trying to get people off of meat, off Satan. of the, 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 the healthiest meat possible. Okay. And... This report says the evidence clearly shows that for the sake of planetary and human health, global diets must converge towards much higher proportions of plant-based foods, such as plant-based on, on coarse grains, legumes, fruits and vegetables, and nuts and seeds, with significant reductions in consumption of meat, especially red meat. Food systems interventions that address diet change and seek to expand access to sustainable, healthy foods. Let me explain something. When you have to plant something, you need to fertilize it. Or you might need to spray it for 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 bugs or for diseases. With meat animals, you need not spray the grass. Yeah. You need not fertilize the grass that is just grown for animals. They because fertilize the animals it themselves. It's it, it is self-sustaining. If you cut hay, then you'd probably need to fertilize, and that's why. A lot of farmers will bring their animals in for three months out of the year. They'll collect that manure and then they'll go put that manure back on the fields, especially their hay fields. Yeah. Okay. So that the, the parts of their fields that do not have animals on it, because the animals that are grazing on, they don't need the fertilizer there because they're already fertilizing it. But if you're cutting hay, if you're planting things, that requires what, Michelle? Machinery. Yes. That actually requires admissions. Don't. Don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. I, Catherine told me I'm supposed to stop saying that. Well, please don't. Okay? So don't tell me. Don't tell me that meat, grass-fed beef is the problem. Grass-fed beef is the answer. Grass-fed anything. anything is the answer because you don't need tractors. You don't need fossil fuels. Like, are you people insane? Yeah, I love what True Kel says here. We are the carbon that these globalists want to get rid of. Exactly. Like, the cognitive... This is this is literally... There are five fingers. There are five fingers. Um, by saying that grass-fed meat... Now, I understand. If there was a push, Michelle, to get the animals out of confinement into, into nature and onto grass, that would make sense but that's not what they're saying that's not what they're doing they're actually attacking some of the most efficient places in the world yes. by and not attacking why aren't they attacking american farming 
American farming is all big fact, big factories, big tractors, fossil fuels. I would like to see your electric tractor, by the way, your electric combine, by yeah. the way, your corn and your soybean, by the way. Let me tell you, let me report on this news accurately. They are looking at this land. They are seeing how these people live. It is wholesome. It is beautiful. And they want to destroy and they it. Literally, are are lying, and trying to do anything that they possibly can to end it. That's it. it it's it's the devil's mo. He seeks to steal, to kill, and destroy. So in in this specific scenario, we have to start reporting on the news. The absolute accurately. most healthy food that you could ever eat is on that mountain is grass-fed animal products, whether it's grass-fed milk, grass-fed milk that turns into cheese, into yogurt, uh, grass-fed uh, beef that, or, or lamb or even eggs chicken, or... eggs, all of that, literally because guess what? God, he's cool. He knows things. He's smart. He kind of created these things. He created the land to grow grass, and humans, by and large, cannot eat grass, okay? All right? There are some vegetations that grow naturally, and that's great. And we should embrace natural, sustainable vegetation. We should actually do that. You mean like eating vegetables and stuff? Any any plants that grow wild, like a pawpaw or whatever. Okay. Okay. Anything that is uh, is natural and native. But when you have to begin to plant things, that, in essence, requires fertilization and either a lot of human... Power. work power or machinery but guess what if i i don't actually have to plant the cow i don't have to the only thing i have to do is 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 let the cow out in the grass make sure it has fences and then bring it in and chop it up and, and have a good hamburger or steak love them love them that's important and with the sheep like there's a lot of work with clothing that goes into wool there's there's that that's the clothing part of it but i have chickens let me just give you a silly example. We, we built the initial structure. We have some fencing. And then we do nothing. And the chickens lay eggs and I eat the eggs. We keep it clean. But that's mostly, you know, for ourselves. Cause but if I'm planting a tomato, if I'm planting a field, <clears throat> that requires a lot of work. And there's nothing wrong with that. Good. We do it. We love it. We You should do that. <clears throat> but what Leah's getting at is that they want us to switch to all plant-based stuff, which requires more emissions more machinery more fertilizer that they, they don't do fertilizer the way we do we have a compost pile we scoop our pig poo it goes in the compost pile composts for a year then it goes into our garden we've got chickens that drop poop bombs all over the yard and all over the garden and, and so it, that's our fertilizer but they require these um these really really bad chemical, chemical fertilizers that are, are very harmful for the planet. They're harmful for the earth. They're harmful, harmful for the soil. When you do things God's uh, okay. way, you take care of the planet. Commercial break. This is a, this is a funny oh little quiz gosh. going back and forth between a conservative and a liberal in the UK. You're going to like this. This oh, is fun. We're back to the old penis question. <laughs> That's back on the agenda this week. Craig, can a woman have a penis? Yes or no? No. Yes. Scarlett. At least you're answering. That's good. Do you think... Scarlett, that Donald Trump will win the next US election? No. Craig? Yes. Question three to Craig. Should the BB license, BBC license be scrapped? Yes. No. Number four. Scarlett, should we keep the royal family? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> these are answering. Big yes. Big yes from Craig. <laughs> Very patriotic. And final question. So uh, legal immigration be capped, Craig? Yes. No. No. Is there any question you want to come back on, Scarlett, to qualify? Yeah, I, I think the thing about women and penises, yeah. right? I think it's really important to say that most women are adult females and don't have penises. But, but what I hate about this question is it picks on these this terribly vulnerable group who actually, you know, begin the world as men and don't feel that they're men yep. and, and become women, yep. right? And, and, and it's actually used as a gotcha question. Yeah. I really mm. hate it. Okay, great. No, on that issue, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that we're uh, spending so much media yeah. time on such a, a minority issue, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm a libertarian conservative. My view of life is do as you please, yeah. you just don't affect anybody else. Yeah. Uh, but, but the thought of self-identification, taking yourself into women-only spaces, I'm afraid that's where I turn off this argument. Well, that's five straight answers. Thank you, guys. That was absolutely brilliant. Oh, my. Okay. All right. I also have You know what I find very okay. interesting, though? is that you you look at the, those two different people and down the line they disagreed on all five of the issues so it's a very interesting case study and i wonder if like someone like jordan peterson has taken the time to kind of break this down because there are people that they do cross over there are different things that, you know, they kind of land more in the middle. They agree with the right here. They agree with the left here, you know, whatever. But what is it, Leah, that you think, I know the answer, that you think makes the big difference that makes it so that on all issues, mm -hmm. people on the different sides of the aisle, it's it's almost like a grouping club. It's what you're told, what you're taught to think. It is. It is what you are taught to think. And I think it's it's... It's what the media, what media you are listening to yeah. tells you to think. And I find it very refreshing when we find some people in the middle because to me, I they have to be, they are a free thinker. Even mm -hmm. if I disagree with them on some issues yeah. in the areas where we do disagree, where they diverge from maybe the left-leaning side or even a right-leaning side, I'm like, okay, you actually think for yourself. Yeah, no, Um I do have a clip here when we're talking about climate change. I know we're, this is world news, but uh, Neil Oliver shared this. Okay. So this is uh, Joe Biden talking about global warming and just try to follow him because it's almost impossible. So my, my brother loves having famous lines from movies that he always quotes. You know, and one, one of them is there was... There's a movie about John Wayne, he's an Indian scout, and they're trying to get the, I think it was Apache, one of the great tribes of America, back on the reservation. And he's standing in the Union, so he's in roll arms, and they're on their horses and their saddles, and there's three or four Indians in headdresses, and the Union soldiers, the Union soldiers basically saying, the Indians, come with me, we'll take care of you, we have anything good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldier and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. But not anymore. All of a sudden, I realize it's a problem. And there's nothing like seeing the light. 
So, There's a lot of lion dog face pony soldiers about global warming. That was the so essence did of we, that. For, did we just get from Joe where he gets that line? Is that line literally from a John Wayne movie? Yeah. Where he, he says that you're a lion dog face pony soldier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's so where he maybe, gets it. Maybe his point of time, that story really wasn't about global warming. It was to defend, like, this is why I say this phrase. Yeah. Okay. So I was able to, I had to download it. Can you download this video? I just sent it to you. And then can you bring it up? This is Barry's uh, video that he took. Yep. All right. So before we, before we move on from the climate change, this is a video that Barry took while he was walking on his own property. Just random cows. You can put it in the middle. You can try. It's so fun. Like he just came across some cows. That's very. That's awesome. He lives in Wales. It's so awesome. He sent several of those. They're awesome. Very. That's really fun. And they're. I, I like that they're out there, like kind of in the woods, kind of scavenging. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So we are going to move on a little bit to our. Well, no. Before we move on to that, there was a a, a prisoner escape. What? In the UK? Okay. Yeah. So a prison escape terrorist suspect caught by police after a four-day chase. So uh, a former soldier who escaped from a London prison while awaiting trial on terrorism charges was captured yesterday. He was on the lam for four days. Uh, a massive search managed to nab him in Chinswick in West London. Like, you should have gone farther. Like, in they got the they got the facial recognition everywhere, dude. That's the wrong place. I'm gonna that not going to London, right? So uh, Khalif escaped on the bottom of a food delivery truck from Wandsworth Prison on Wednesday. The breakout ignited a storm of criticism as political opponents blamed the ruling Conservative Party for incompetence. He's 24 years old, is accused of planting fake bombs at a military base and violating Britain's Official Secrets Act by gathering information that could be useful to an enemy. He was discharged from the British Army after his arrest earlier this year and had denied the allegations. His trial was set for November. Uh, the London Counter-Terror Police had offered a uh, $25,000 reward leading to his arrest, and he has been captured. Do you know how much strength it would take to, like, hold on to the bottom of a truck? Guy physically wouldn't be able uh, to do it, I don't think. I don't know. Like, that's, yeah, but that was a big deal So what was with his fake bombs? I don't know. Do you get in trouble for planting fake bombs? What's the purpose of planting a fake bomb? Like, know. to then threaten, like, I've got a bomb, like, you're going to get... Well, like, terror is all about making something yeah. bigger than it really is. I'm just kind of, I'm just curious here, like, what, what's with the fake bomb? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is, uh, here we go. Here we have a little commentary. Ex-army officer... Uh, potentially a spy for Iran, would have been a very major news story. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that, I think, that whole dimension to it raises further questions as to why he was in Wandsworth Prison, which is a Category B prison. Now, Category mm. B is the second tier of security. So you would have thought he'd have been mm. in Belmarsh then, wouldn't you? Would have thought he'd be in a Category <laughs> A prison, uh, someone who, accused of, of terrorism offences, offences under the Official Secrets Act. I'm really surprised that he wasn't. There was a risk assessment carried out, apparently, according to the Justice Secretary, Alex Chalk, and clearly the review that's now uh, looking at, was that risk assessment thoroughly done? Was it properly done? Did it take all the factors into account? Because if that assessment, you know, came up short, 
as it appears now, it mm. should have been in a high security mm. prison. That's a very serious failing. Akir Starmer making a political point, but quite a fair one, I think, that there have been 10 justice secretaries in almost as many years, and that, you know, what any ministry needs is a, a degree of stability. Danny Shaw, how would you assess the state of our prisons at this moment in time? Oh, I think they're in a parlous state, Nigel, and it's really gone under the radar. You know, unless there's a, a prison riot or a murder in prison or an escape, we don't really get interested in prisons. We try and think That's of them point. as sort That's of, fair point. they're over there, they're yeah. locked up. Yeah. You know, we don't really care if the conditions aren't very good, if there aren't enough staff. But, you know, until sort of security is compromised and someone's on the loose who shouldn't be, now suddenly people are getting interested and they should be because the population is going up and up and up. And people might say, well, that's fine. I don't mind the prison population going up, but there aren't enough spaces for prisoners and there aren't enough staff. One stat for you, the prison population is about 1,500 higher now than it was in 2010. Mm. But the number of staff is down by 5,000 since wow. then overall. Whoa. Strong stuff. Mark Johnson, the state of HMP Wandsworth. What, what, is, what is the situation, to your knowledge, in that prison? Well, you, you, you've got a prison that was um, built in 1851 for Whoa. 950 prisoners that's currently housing 1,600 prisoners. And for wow. 100, it was... Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. This prison was born in 1851. It was born? Born. It built. was born. It just said born. Built in 1851 to house 900 prisoners. And I'm 160. No, more. he said, no, he said 1851. For 950 prisoners that's currently housing 1600 prisoners wow um over half are unemployed <laughs> you know and uh the rest are locked that's up for over 22 prison. hours a day so you've got quite a dismal figure and the, the the worrying thing about the whole of this response is we we're polarized onto this escapee there's been sort of uh what five since 2017 which is, there, which is almost nothing really uh, it's almost nothing yeah. i mean it's serious but it's almost yeah. nothing compared yeah. to police custody in court abscondies etc yeah. um what the bigger figure is like you've got seven thousand people um that are getting re seven thousand recalls uh for this year um two-thirds of which are for sort of not turning up to appointments etc in probation so that's clogging up this whole, um, the whole uh, um, sort of prison numbers. So wait, I want to know something. This guy was a terror suspect, put in a, a, a B-type prison, less security, but they put Julian Assange, Julian Assange and um, Tommy Robinson in Belmarsh, yeah. in the hard hardcore prisons. Right. All right, speaking of prison, Farik Fatih. Ozar is a mastermind behind the collapsed Tur Turkish cryptocurrency exchange Thodex. I'm impressed with cryptocurrency. Who came up with this? Who came up with the first Bitcoin, by the way? Oh, there's just this guy. It literally came out of nowhere. Nobody knows who created Bitcoin. They decided that you can mine it somewhere with a bunch of electricity, with a bunch of computers. We're about to offend half our viewers, but that's It okay. makes no sense. It doesn't. It makes no sense. It's literally, it's, we don't even know who, just trust the plan. 
Just trust the plan. Well, guess what? We've seen what happened with SVB and his cryptocurrency. We've seen what happened with this guy and his cryptocurrency. Oh, but Bitcoin's safe. Well, guess what? If you open it up to all cryptocurrencies, it's not safe. Okay, uh, he has been handed a staggering 11,196-year prison. you got to put them all in there because one year in prison is not a lot. Okay? For a series of crimes including fraud, money laundering, and leading a criminal organization, Ozar's crypto exchange resulted in losses as high as $2.6 billion for investors. Bloomberg reports that in a landmark ruling that has sent shockwaves through the cryptocurrency community. Oh, I'm so sh- shocked. I'm so shocked. I'm not shocked. Cryptocurrencies are bound to be fraudulent. They're not gold and silver. They're not real. They're pretend. They're pretend. They're pretending. Okay. A Turkish court in Istanbul sentenced uh, this uh, Ozer guy and his two siblings to jail terms exceeding 11,000 years each. The charges include aggravated fraud, leading a criminal organization, and money laundering. Ozer, a high school dropout who founded a crypto exchange, Thodex, in 2017, appeared unrepentant during his final court hearing. I'm smart enough to lead any institution on earth. Sounds a lot like Andrew Tate. He was quoted saying, that is evident in this company I established at the age of 22. I wouldn't have acted so amateurishly if this were a criminal organization. The collapse of Thodex has left a trail of financial devastation for its investors. While the prosecutor's indictment estimates the total losses as 356 million libras, about 13 million, some Turkish media say it's as high as 2 billion. A study uh, by Chain, al- Chain, Chain Analysis, I think, a- analysts, a blockchain analytics firm put the value of the cryptocurrency lost by Thodex at $2.6 billion. Ozar has in- had initially fled to Alabania after the collapse of Thodex, but was extradited to Turkey earlier this year following a lengthy legal process. His extradition and subsequent trial have been closely watched as a test case for how countries handle Read cryptocurrency. Read that country one more time. Albania. Albania. Sorry. Albania. The country we all know how to say. Thank you. That was just a little you're reading too fast. Albania. His extradition and subsequent trial have been closely watched as a test case for how countries handle cryptocurrency-related crimes. Another high-profile crypto case disgraced FTX founder and Democrat mega-donor Sam Bankman-Fried has recently pleaded not guilty to the largest charges of fraud and money laundering related to the collapse of his crypto empire. They're all fake. Every single last one of them. Tell me. In two, tell me in two sentences where, where Bitcoin comes from. You can't. I've sat down with Bitcoin people over and over, and I realize the blockchain, the this, the that, the this. What's Explain blockchain in two sentences. Explain it like you... Well, guess what? If blockchain is dependent upon everybody connected to a system, and my mom, if you could bring it up, has a really great um, part one, a really great uh, video that she puts together. My mom does great videos. Thousands of people watch them. I think it's awesome. Um, but part one, we the people, we are not just animals. Um, hit the part where she gets to, goodness, just play the beginning. This is where they want, they're, this is where they want everybody to be at. You guys are missing out and you're not watching Patriot Gallery. Yeah, make it big. This is our intro. It's a cool intro. Now, this is when she starts out playing this video. So we're for all the... So this is a video kind of somebody put together on on, um, the falseness of being online. 
You go through the... You go from a normal person to this exaggerated form of a female. All these humans going into this like TikTok-y... Um, you come out of sheep. So all these brands, Nike, Fila, Adidas, and then we're stuck to the wires. Like prisoners. Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, like naked like you're trapped women, you're trapped. trapped. It's like a prison. I absolutely love this. All the likes for as more, more naked you are, right? Clout Chaser, 7 million followers naked. People in a birdcage with Netflix. Netflix. And people at Black Friday arguing over uh, a cheaper computer box. Or if I think that was a PlayStation. Just walking naked into a... With your iPhone strapped to your head. So I actually had a dream that was very similar to falling in that, like, a hole. Oh, wow. That... But you get it. Okay, she played this, and then she's got... Uh, who's the who's the transhumanist guy on there? Joe Allen. Joe Allen on that. So go check that out. So go to... Uh, if you're on Rumble, that one is part one of this week's part we three the series. We are not just mere animals. And that's why we do our show. So I hope you guys think that when you're watching our show, you're not plugged into the Matrix, because our job is to get the information out there to get us out of the Matrix. So we use it. Okay, we're, you guys, when you're watching our show, you can feel good about it because uh, you're coming out, you are, you're getting your kids out of public school, you are growing your own food, you're going to join us at Bards Fest September 23rd through 25th, no. September 21st through 23rd for camping, um, meals, and just being in person with people. So we're using their system against them. We want you guys to get farms. We want you to have land. We want you to be self-sufficient. We want you to be prepared for the collapse that is coming. And I was listening to, um, I think it was Jordan Peterson the other day, on using fear to enlist change in people. Mm -hmm. And I hope that when you guys watch our show, and I, I really was kind of working over in my head how we present the what's coming down the line to you guys. And I think that we do a pretty good job, or at least it's my intention, that every time we tell you what's coming, we're like, if that's the catalyst that it takes for you to get out to God's nature, I know we can't all live in um, Wales, Wales, okay, on beautiful mountainsides, but God intended the best way for mankind to live mm -hmm. is in a self-sufficient way where you are yeah. interacting with God's creation. It is literally the best yeah. for mankind, for your kids to be at home, for you to be doing home education. So all of these things, we're telling you, you need to do them because there's stuff coming down the line and you should have been there a hundred years ago. Your ancestors were there. That was the good place where God wanted you to be. And so we're trying to get you back there because it's God's best. So, But the if in this moment, the catalyst is we need to advance 
the timeline very exactly. quickly exactly. because of what they are trying to do. So if you're not going to do something based on it's good for you, then then run away from the fire that's coming your direction. Right. Which is but this. But ultimately, Lee and I want you to do it because it's the best way, not out of God wants fear you based. to, right? Yes. The future is digital. The uh, Ursula, what a criminal name, right? What a wicked, wicked name. Ursula von der Leyen, the EU chief, calls for digital, global digital IDs and a new UN body to govern artificial intelligence. The world needs international digital ID systems like coronavirus passports and artificial intelligence should be regulated by a global body similar to the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And that is from Ursula von der Leyen uh, today. Today, today, speaking today, speaking before the one future session at the um, G20 summit in India, the top Eurocrat declared that the future will be digital and therefore more globalist institutions will be needed to set boundaries and regulations. They want to put you in the matrix. Why digital? Why the bugs? The bugs are just the first step into just goo into your system. Okay. No, guess what? I'm growing my own food and you can't stop me and you are going to grow your own food and they can't stop you because when you pick fresh raspberries from your garden or I made grapes and grape juice from our own, you can't take it from me. It's my soul. They want us all in, in buildings and then they want the land. That's their idea. They know that it's nature is awesome. Why do you think, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio buys a yacht and goes out on the ocean. They want to be in nature. They just don't want you in nature because then it connects you to God, right? The German politician who before ascending to her unelected role as an EU commission president served as Berlin's defense minister said, today I want to focus on AI and digital infrastructure as it has been described. Uh, uh, AI has risks but also offers tremendous opportunities. The crucial question is how to harness a rapidly changing technology. That's my bad, bad guy accent. I don't know. It probably was stupid. <laughs> In the EU, in 2020, we presented the first ever law on artificial intelligence. We want to facilitate innovation while building trust. We need more. What the world does now will shape our future. I believe that Europe and its partners should develop a new global framework for AI risks. So these were sent to us. This is this is my bad guy helmet. So there we go. This is yeah. Yes. In the EU in 2020, uh, we presented the first ever law on artificial intelligence. We want to facilitate innovation by building trust. You must trust us. <laughs> trust. But we need more. What the world does now will shape our future. I believe that Europe and its partners will develop a new global framework for AI risks. The AI risks is that you are not part of us. We risk you being free. She said that Europe and its allies should develop a global infrastructure for these AI risks. We would need a similar body to the IPCC for climate and we were, and here we need additional outreach to the scientists, entrepreneurs and the innovators, the cage makers. We need to provide knowledge on the risk posed by AI, posed as well as potential benefits for humanity. So here's the funny. I thought it was all all benefits. Her In her speech in India, Ursula von der Leyen went on to argue for the global adoption of the digital public infrastructures along the lines of the COVID passport system and that the EU developed during the 
uh, the the virus. That was just happen chance, you know. Let's. It was great. Let's move. Let's move on it. Let's build upon it. Many of you are familiar with the COVID nineteen digital certificate. We love that. Yes, we do. The EU developed it for itself. The model was so functional. We put you all in digital cages. You couldn't go to museums. You couldn't get on a bus. It was fantastic. And so trusted that 51 countries on four continents adopted it for free. For free. You know what Today, your accent is right now? It's close. It's when you it's go like a, to the fountain at the, at the like to get sodas and you and, and the kids go like orange root beer, Sprite, Coke. Like uh, your accent right now is literally. You a do bit know of that French and German that's... are really close. Mm. I don't have Italian there. Come on, and there's obviously no um, British accent in there. Today, the WHO uses it as a global standard to facilitate mobility in times of health threats. I want to thank Dr. Tedros again for excellent cooperation. The EU is actively trying to introduce a block-wide digital identity app that would contain a citizen's passport, driver's license, credit cards, and other uh, information. Speaking to Breitbart Europe in March, Romanian member of... Okay, so what we're going to do... Uh, Christian Teres had warned that this was the Chinification. Now, I have a cool video for this to go with this uh, to the right here with Efrat Fengensen. Feng Fengensen. With uh, Christine Anderson talking about this censorship and stuff like that. So this is great. Yeah. Now you see how Christine is German. Let's see how my accent compares to hers. That's a good idea. Come on she now. She actually has a really nice American accent when she speaks English. What's your take on this battle for free thought and, and free expression? The thought police regime, you know, is putting us in a very dystopian place. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, but once again, again, it goes to show how desperate they are. Um, they now literally need to criminalize yeah. dissenting voices. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that by, you know, labeling it misinformation. Mm -hmm. And am I even slapping with lawsuits, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, but it just really shows they are desperate mm -hmm. and they fully understand. And that's the interesting point about this. They fully understand that their ridiculous claims mm. and their lies mm. need the protection from the state. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to, you know, just spout out these ridiculous, uh, 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 gosh, this nonsense about, you know, there's what, 87 sexes? Yeah, right. No, there <laughs> isn't. There's exactly two sexes, men and, men and women, point blank. You know, that's it. I love this lady so much. She's like my spirit animal. I love her. All right. You know who else is my spirit animal? And you guys know I'm kidding when I say that, right? Where is he? I got him over here somewhere. I got, um, shoot. I think it's over that way. You know what? We're going to go to this one real quick. This one, talk about digital. These ladies are in China and you they're using this, um, that you have to get your face to, to fit right with the facial recognition recognition to get toilet paper in the bathroom and they can't get it to work. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it working? <laughs> She's trying. Come on, give me toilet paper. That's what I wanted you to do. Here, I'll just take a video of you doing it. <laughs> Doesn't like me. <laughs> 
That's all you get. What if you let it go number two? <laughs> what did I just watch? Hang on. So you have to show your face in order to get toilet paper in China. In a public restroom. Like, there it comes. Is she, oh, girl, girl, you, you, you know, no, no, no. you got to be more careful when that's all you get. And it's one ply. Just shake at that point. Leah, shake this is a family-friendly show. Sometimes you gotta, if you gotta drip dry. Toilet paper at public bathrooms. My gift. This is all I get for the next nine minutes. And then I come back again. I try to get more. Even curbs a waste of toilet paper at public bathrooms. So here's what happens. You are on the toilet. What if you gotta go, go? And you, you take someone with you, okay? And then that way, if, if you have to go, you need toilet paper, then they will wait their nine minutes and keep getting more toilet paper for you every nine minutes. So you may be on the toilet for, I don't know, like 30 minutes. Uh, that's paper. insane like this is china don't you have enough stuff don't you have enough apparently there's a toilet paper shortage going on in china or there or there's an abuse of toilet paper happening and they're cracking down um but let me tell you what's actually happening with that specific thing that we just watched that is about power and control. That is mental yeah. manipulation. It's that is an assertion, right? It's like the husband that beats his wife every once in a while just to prove to her that he's in I'm charge in and he's the boss. It's right? humiliating. That's it, and it's humiliating, especially when you're talking about something as vulnerable as going to the bathroom and toilet paper. This is as and China is known for doing this, by the way. This humiliation thing, this subjugation, submission, mental mind games. That is exactly All right, what that is. All right, let's go to Neil Oliver and the War on Humanity. Thanks, Aaron. There's a war on, a war on humanity, a war against the people waged by predators and philanthropaths, aided by poodles in government and the establishment. The declared aim of the war is to force all of us to accept less. At what point did we abandon the notion of hopes and dreams, the desirability of abundance, of plenty? The message from on high used to be about going forth, being fruitful and multiplying. The more the merrier, we were told. The desire was for abundance, including an abundance of people, but not anymore. If you don't hate people, then you might see that more people in the world means more good ideas, more problem-solving potential. If you combine copper and tin, just two elements, you get bronze and a harder edge. If you combine four elements or ten, the potential comes in numbers with more zeros than a person might count. Limitless potential. It's the same with people and good ideas. But for a long time, the message from above has been that humanity is a mistake by Mother Earth, that we are a plague she would do better without. Transhumanism is more of the same. The notion that humanity is not good enough and hopeless without an upgrade made of merging flesh with technology. 
technology to make more trillions of dollars for the technocrats and philanthropaths. Transhumanism is eugenics, the conviction that some clever people must take responsibility for ridding the species of perceived flaws and inadequacies, playing God. The original eugenicists spoke and wrote about useless mouths. The transhumanists speak and write about useless eaters. What goes around comes around, eh? The anti-human agenda is everywhere, infecting every walk of life. It baffles me that we're supposed to accept those preaching that we should have less, less of everything except cold, hunger and poverty, demonstrably can't get enough for themselves, of everything. Software salesman Bill Gates is one of many who talks about how the future will be a better place if fewer people are alive on the planet. In a world in which infertility is everywhere, in which nation after nation, especially in the West, is failing to produce enough babies even to maintain populations, where children are mutilated into barren sterility, Gates and co preach the religion of managed extinction. He's hardly alone. In an article in The Guardian in 2009, the late Duke of Edinburgh, a father of four himself, was quoted saying, in the event that I am reincarnated, I would like to return as a deadly virus to contribute something to solving overpopulation. Stanley Johnson, father of baby daddy Boris, and of four children in total, predicts a future Britain doing splendidly if the island is home to just 10 to 15 million people. Bill Gates is all about limited aspirations for everyone else, everyone but him and his, and yet he has a fortune and a hall of possessions so great it's impossible to unearth and list the extent of it all. He certainly has a financial worth to be counted in the hundreds of billions of dollars. He's the largest landowner in the United States with holdings in excess of 270,000 acres, while Agenda 21, the humanity-hating blueprint for sustainability, a word that's shorthand for you can't have any of that anymore, promotes an end to private home ownership and single occupancy, Gates has multiple homes. His principal address is a 66,000 square foot mansion in Medina, Washington, valued in 2021 at $130 million. It's nicknamed Xanadu 2.0 and has, among mind-boggling range and opulence, a dining room for 200 people. He's no fan of cattle, old Bill, and has said all the people of the developed nations should switch to meat grown in laboratories for sale by companies he owns, obviously having invested heavily in Frankenstein fodder. It's not about saving the planet, because the production of this ultra-processed material has a heftier carbon footprint, pound for pound, than cattle themselves. Bill Gates is very upset about how much carbon you and I make while living our little lives. And yet, as of February this year, his collection of aircraft numbered six, four private jets, a helicopter and a seaplane. He has described private jets as his guilty pleasure. For Gates and his ilk, we are the problem, while he, in his own mind at least, is the solution. The so-called elites of the World Economic Forum pontificate about how all the control in the world ought to be in their hands, the hands of a technocracy. I prefer cacocracy, being ruled by the very worst of people, while we, on the other hand, should have nothing and be happy. When I talk about these stated aims of the WEF, I'm dismissed by the mainstream and their paid shills as a conspiracy theorist, and yet the avowed intention to increase the elite control of everything is there to be read in their own policy documents. My point remains, we are lectured and hectored about the necessity to live smaller, hungrier, colder, limited lives by those whose lifestyles are an exercise in excess. Joe Biden's climate czar, John Kerry, who preaches the end of the world is nigh, 
has a fortune of hundreds of millions of dollars and owns multiple homes. The family private jet was only sold last year after news broke it had pumped out 325 metric tonnes of carbon during just the first 18 months of his boss's presidency. When Democrat Al Gore ran for US president in the year 2000, his worth was listed at $1.7 million. Mm -hmm. Two decades of climate alarmism later, and he's worth $300 million. His investment firm is valued at $36 kind of a... billion dollars and pays him $2 million a month in salary alone. Wow. The father of four has multiple homes, including a waterfront mansion in Montecito, valued at $13 million which mm. seems like quite a punt for a man Hard who predicts up. the world's oceans are set to rise by 10 feet, or perhaps much more. All around us are high-profile billionaires and multi-millionaires preaching the need for crushing restraint for the proles from the comfort of sun loungers on the decks of super yachts. Among much else, we need a new, bigger word to replace hypocrisy, <laughs> which is just not cutting it's it not anymore. not cutting it. The word hypocrisy is not cutting it So at I want to talk about this. Go ahead. You can... No, go ahead. Uh, this guilty pleasure. Is the chair freaking you out? Did I put it in the wrong spot there? The dog is freaked out about the chair that I moved over there. I'm sorry. Should I move it? They're okay. Lie down, Reggie. Reggie. Lie down. Did you guys see Reggie on our show on Friday? Lie down, Reggie. He's so cute. Um, so guilty pleasures. Hey, I don't mind listing mine to you because um, they're not like six so jets poor. or aircrafts or something like that. I did. So um, potato chips. We Good try boy. to buy the healthy kind. I They're a guilty pleasure of mine. I'm not going to lie. Um, seltzer water. Guilty pleasure of mine. Not going to lie. I like seltzer water. Mm -hmm. um, French fries. Mm -hmm. Definitely guilty pleasure of mine. Really like them. Uh, ice cream. Guilty pleasure. So, so I've got a few. You I don't do have, have a, a yacht, but I don't have. Well, he said that his private jets are his guilty, guilty pleasure. pleasure, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so guess what, Bill, the cows—they're our guilty pleasure. I have no guilt. Okay, I have. I'm no just guilt. saying, if he's allowed to have a guilty pleasure, of, uh, of jet of, of a jet, then every farmer out there is allowed to have the guilty pleasure of the cow and. You know, we are allowed to have the guilty pleasure of the T-bone steaks. Do you feel me? You get where I'm going with that? I feel because you. none of the things that I'm listing here yeah. equal your six private jets. Oh, Mr. Guilty Pleasure Man. Or your 66,000 square feet mansion. Yeah, they're just all lying. They're all just making money off of that. All right, I'm going to move that chair again so that he can... He's a little afraid. He's going to lie back down? All right, you guys. So I think this is about the time when we're getting ready to um, head over to Canada for the best part of our show. But I have one more cool clip for you from this Croatian MEP who just dropped some major truth bombs this week. Here he is. Uh, Mislav uh, Kolaskuk. Don't even try. Just don't try you're gonna have to read it. Today we are discussing the role of you farmers in the green transition. Your role is extremely simple. You have to disappear. Why? Because you're interfering with the new insane ideology of complete control over the population of the European Union, in which in the near future, 
The only food will be artificially created food, supplemented with imported insects from the East. Only the rich will be able to buy and eat normal organic food. The war against the farmers started in the Netherlands by their, or their by legal norms, they want to take away the land from the farmers and hand it over to the construction sector, because allegedly agriculture is dangerous for the land and the population. They are fighting, and the farmers in Croatia and other EU countries will not give up either. Boom. Wow, well said. Love that dude. Love that guy. Love okay. that guy. All right, before we bounce over to, um, if you guys are watching on Facebook, um, we want you to continue watching, and I'll drop the Rumble link in the chat. It's we're not. There's no mug club here. There's no paywall. There's literally we're just asking you so that we can speak freely mm. to follow us over to Rumble. It, it's not that big of an ask, guys. Just just click on the link there that I've dropped in the chat, or just go to Rumble.com forward slash Resistance Chicks. But um, next. Not this week, but the following week, right? Mm -hmm. So two weeks from today, we won't, won't be. You'll here. be watching. Well, I don't know if they're going to be live streaming on Sunday with the, but they're okay. there. They may be. I don't know. We will on Facebook if it's a, if it's a worship service. Yeah, we'll put it on Facebook. We're going to be at Bards Fest, so I want you guys to consider coming if you can. If not, you can tune in on our Rumble channel or on Bards FM Rumble channel on Clout Hub on the um, event live stream on brighteon.tv. So here's the deal, guys. This event is not like, and it's not, a, it's not like a Clay Clark event, which those are great. It's not just bringing people in to listen to some speakers. The reason why we want you, if you are able to come in person, is because this is going to be about deliverance. This is going to be about laying hands on you. This is going to be about imparting spiritual gifts to you, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. This is about community. We're going to be breaking bread together. We're going to be sharing meals throughout the day. We're going to be making connections. We're going to, if you have a porn addiction, you need to get there. Okay. Because Saturday is going to be an absolutely on fire day where we are going to, um, be literally pulling these demons off of you, out of you, you know, all of that. So go to bardsfm.com. That's B-A-R-D-S-F-M.com forward slash bardsfest. Consider coming. It's $100 for three days. That's $33 a day ticket to get in or and then camping or you get a hotel or whatever. But camping, I think, is only like, I think it's super cheap. I don't it's know like how much it is 30, a night. It's like 30 bucks a day too. It's it's crazy cheap. But, these, but the, um, the ticket price is by donation. It's a hundred dollars suggested price. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't, there should be no reason price wise, aside from your travel mm -hmm. to get there for you not to come. Okay. We want you to be there. This is going to be a life changing event. So if you can come, it's in Flemingsburg, Kentucky, September 21st through the 23rd. Now you can, if you can come for longer on Wednesday, which is the 20th, we're going to be doing a wedding ceremony for Duncan and Raina. And on Sunday, which is the 24th, we will be doing a sunrise service. I have this like, and, and here's the deal, guys. The devil has tried to stop this event on multiple occasions. Why? Because it's going to be transformative. And I believe that we are going to be taking background in Kentucky as well. And then sending out fires to every place that you live. So please come and join us. Um, the other thing that I do want to talk about is... Um, 
Vicky Natale's products. Yeah. OBE, um, organicbodyessentials.com. Let me pull this up. This is so our favorite. This. this is the the Flawless Face Serum. It lasts forever. Um, I have been having um, a lot of different issues because I, I, I just have issues. And it wasn't until, A, I went to a chiropractor like three years ago. And then I still had some remaining issues. I started, that's the wrong, that's the wrong reel that I want. Then I started using Vicky Natale's tincture. Her, um, what is it called again, Leah? The tincture that she has. I don't know why I can't seem to find this. Are you talking about is. the, um, the, the terpenes, the terpenes, the, the CBD oil, it's the called CBD something oil. like, it's called something. It has a specific name. Um, extreme terpenes, I think is what it's called. Yeah. On obe.organicbodyessentials.com. Use promo code RC. She prays over all of her products. She gets the recipes from her for her products by praying over terpene them. tinctures, extreme terpenes. She they pull out the terpenes in um, different plants. And... I get there are people that have issues, and you're worried about you know CBD and all of that. I mm -hmm. totally understand where you're coming from. We were there for a very long time. Yeah, I still don't believe in legalized marijuana, but there's a big difference between <clears throat> marijuana and what this is. These yeah. extreme terpenes. So if you have, so, so, you know, there's the medical marijuana, this will do as far as pain goes, cause I've experienced mm -hmm. what the medical marijuana would do for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's no need to smoke it. There's no need to get high. This is, and it's not even the same plant. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from the same thing at all. And so, um, she also has the pet CBD for your animals, which we have used on our animals. So they have the well. daily can of vitamins for pets and the hip and joint uh, and the pawfic pet tincture, the CBD oil for pets. I highly recommend this. Yes, absolutely. absolutely recommend this. Uh, we've used that for our de our dogs. Now, I also want to mention the elite uh, elixir. This is good to have on hand. It's immune support. I know it sounds expensive, but it is packed with um, all the stuff so like, that you So let's say need. you're going to go someplace and you, people may be sick. Mm -hmm. Then you just take some of this or at like, like Vicky always says at the very first sign mm -hmm. of you being sick, it tastes vile. It is yeah. disgusting. Mm -hmm. It is awful and it works. Mm -hmm. And then she has the organic body, uh, and skincare, which I, guys, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, organic body essentials. We love everything that she's got, the face creams, the washes, everything. Um, you get 5% off if you use promo code RC, Except but not on, on the, the packages. But the packages are incredibly great deals. This is not expensive stuff. Like, this is a very big container, the organic body scrub, the organic face cream, the, the face masks. These, these are not expensive at all compared to what you guys are buying, ladies, what you're buying at the store. Guys, this is the stuff that we are using every day. Like yeah, we love it. Literally, I'm using organic body essential stuff every single day. This is not I just an it. ad for like, oh, this is something that we believe in. This is yeah. something that we use. This is something that we know is healthy for your body, mind, and spirit. And, and you're uh, supporting a godly company. Yeah. Every purchase that you make also supports not only resistance chicks mm -hmm. and organic body essentials, but his yeah. glory ministries. Right. Which is really cool to okay. be partnered with them. Sorry. So. I wanted to do, before we go on to Canada, this is my commercial break. What is this? Just some pandas. Yes, <laughs> y'all. They're all for podcast listeners. They're all sitting in, in chairs. chairs around the table. Yes, y'all. Yeah. 
There's our commercial break. Do you I'm get so why though? Because they place the bamboo that they're eating right in the middle of the table. But I just like that they decided to you could turn this down. I know. That's I just good. like that they um, all wanted to sit around. So all right. So this is very cool. This is cool. This is funny. I'm. This is my another little commercial break. I've been waiting to do this um, all week. So this is from an old BBC uh, shot on what people used to do. We've played this before. Have we? Yeah. But let's play it again. I don't remember playing this. Yeah. Lemon ball and whiskey. Well, I start the day with a good hot breakfast. Porridge, eggs and bacon, and a drop of whiskey and tea. You can defy the virus then. Ah, eh? very good. What about you, madam? I believe in a good breakfast, but I also believe if you have got the flu, rinse your inside out with uh, continually with boiled water, about four or five half-pint glasses a day. Boiled water. Well, my remedy for flu is to uh, get a small Spanish onion, chop it up finely and uh, put some brown sugar over it and a little vinegar and then when it's into a syrup take a spoonful before you go to bed it's a very good remedy well i'm a great believer in whiskey i'm like the scotchman i believe in a drop of whiskey warm and it it, it sort of cures the germs i think boiled onions are marvelous idea what's your recipe a jolly good hot rum punch and a jolly good sweat and stuff in bed till it's all over well, uh, my mother recommends an old sweaty stock with salt around your throat, good pullover, and a good hot water bottle, and sweat it out, and then if you feel that you're not going to spread germs around, then get up. Well, I think it's quite a, a simple ailment to deal with. Uh -huh. I take a jolly good dose of salt, and let nature do, do the rest. Well, the best way that we find, and the only way, uh, is the use of elderflower wine. If you take a good uh, glass full tonight and uh, you go to bed and you sweat it out you know and you're all right in the day too well there is a good cure in mustard and lard and you rub the two well together and get a good blend in and then after it's real really i don't know how to do it but my father does it but does he eat it or does he rub no, it into his rub chest it on your chest in the front and back oh and it is a just a good cure I see. How about you? Have you got a good cure? Mm, goose grease. You can rub that on your chair, you know, after you've been cooking the goose, and then keep the grease and uh, rub it on your chair. A large sheet of brown paper and cut it to go under the arms. Yes. And do, uh, you warm it first mm -hmm. and get hot, uh, warm goose grease. Mm. So as the, and uh, spread mustard over the brown paper mm -hmm. first. Yes. Get warm goose grease, which um, most people have got in the house. You spread it over the mustard on the paper to avoid any burning of the skin. I see. And That's should inflammation be setting in, as the doctor says a dozen times, you boil, the, uh, boil elderflower mm. and give the patient a dose of the elderflower water. I see. But then do you go to bed with this on, this yes, brown paper? Yes, and the goose grease avoids it from burning. Oh. Don't you well, find it a bit messy? Oh, well, you've got to spread that. You've got to put up with that, haven't you? Well, if I feel as if the flu is coming on me, I take a nice big tumbler full of hot lemonade, put in about three teaspoonfuls of rum, two aspirins, get into bed, cover myself up well, tied a stocking that I've been wearing on my feet, one of them, around my throat, with a safety pin, and stay in bed and sweat it out. And in the morning, change my pajamas and stay in the bed. And then again, I do it again, and that's once in the afternoon, 
once again at night, and I find in three days' time I'm cured. What do you find is the best way to cure the flu? Well, just think that you haven't got it, and to better nap, boil onion. Yes. And just leave it go cool, warm, just cool enough for drinking, and drink it up, and that's it. And just don't be languishing about. Just get out of it and work it off yourself. That's the only thing that, well, I've still got it now and I'm still about. You've got flu now, have yeah. you? Well, in that case, I won't keep you another minute. Thank you. That was hilarious. So hang on, Leah, let's break down, are we, we're still on Facebook, so maybe we should break them down on Rumble. Can yeah. we? Some of, those, some of those things. All right, you guys, if you're watching on Facebook, let me drop this ad here. I want you guys to come and join us over on Rumble. Just click on the link that I put in there or go to uh, rumble.com forward slash resistance chicks. And uh, I want to talk about some of those because there were some things in there that they listed that are absolutely true and totally work. So Facebook, we love you. Goodbye. We'll see you on um, Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. Yeah, you're not goodbye and you're coming over here because you don't want to miss yet. what we've got. I want you to play just a oh, little piece okay. for let them know what they're going to okay, see so when we get preview, over there. Before we break down the, all right, before you've, before you've left. You, this is what you've been waiting for all the whole show. I've been waiting for so the lady who put this together, Tamara Lich, kind of, she's got a trial this week. That's why we're going to cover this. It's the best thing that Canada has ever done. And Trudeau called all these people crazy terrorists. And shut down some of their bank It literally was below zero for all these Canadians out there. It's so cold. You had to dance. You had to jump to stay warm. Canadians are a different kind of people when it comes to cold. They are definitely a different breed of people. All right, so if you don't want to miss that story, which is one of our biggest uh, stories of today, and you don't want to miss it, then come on over to Rumble and we'll we'll continue that. So Okay, but we don't have much time to go because i got I a whole story to go. Hang on. I know some of these things do work, yes. The mustard plaster totally works i can't speak to goose grease we don't cook goose over here okay but you use other kinds of oils or whatever elderberry elderberry, elderberry, elderberry is awesome sweating it out onions is huge okay yeah. these are literal like i can't think of anything other than the guy at the end that said just pretend you don't have it don't think that you have it that any of those things would not work right there was the lemon uh the rum the scotch mm -hmm. the you know what i mean the alcohol i like yeah. the idea of the boiling water you know, the idea of sweating. The reason why you get a fever is because right. your body is is literally trying to burn right. out the virus. Right. Okay, so the reason the... Um, are we screen sharing yet? Nope. The reason... Actually, that's not what I want. The reason why it is so important for us to cover this uh, this trial is because what they were trying to do was force people to get the vaccine and truckers could not go back and forth between Canada and the United States without getting vaccinated. Okay. Now this woman here explains why people were reluctant to be getting the vaccine. Okay. Screen share. Here Hang we on. go. Sam says, I am the last guy. Ain't nobody got time to be sick. LOL. No, I'm not saying that I don't do, but I don't, it doesn't actually make me get better any faster was my point. Mm -hmm. You can pretend like you don't have it and just go on with your life, but I don't think it speeds up your healing anyway. Yeah. No, you got to do stuff. 
Okay, there is a service in British Columbia, Canada called 811 that you can call for advice and help. This whistleblower worked for the 811 service during the COVID vaccine rollout. It's hard to describe how unsettling it was the nature and amount of calls they got from the adverse reactions. For anyone who's not familiar with 811, it's a service we have here in British Columbia where anybody can call in and ask for health advice. The line I worked on was the nurse's line. Um, this has been a long-standing service for British Columbians um, and they expanded it during COVID. So I worked there from about November 2020 until June 2021. So during this date, what you might notice is I was there during the we'll call it the vaccine rollout. That's not really what they are, but um, I'll use that for ease of wording. So I was there during the rollout and um, it, it's hard to describe how unsettling it was, the amount and nature of calls we started getting of adverse reactions. Um, it would be just one call after another after another. And I started noticing a lot of patterns, a lot of cardiac issues, a lot of neurological issues, autoimmune underlying conditions that were flaring up. Um, and one of the things that really struck me was there was a lot of people who described themselves as otherwise healthy or previously healthy. Wow. Okay, so that's why people didn't want to take your stupid vaccine. All right, so let's get to tomorrow. Today. <laughs> All right, let me, I think I'm going to back up. I want to give an example of what she's going through right now. Where is it? I think, Kurt, there we go. And please take care of each other. And know that this too shall pass. There will be a tomorrow. And we will get through this. The only way that this is going to succeed is if we always come from a place of love. As human beings, we make choices from one of two places. We make choices from love or we make choices from fear. That's it. That's the bottom line. And I pray and I hope that you will make your choices from love. You have to know that they're trying to provoke us. I mean, you hear their language. You hear the language and the verbiage that they're using, and that is not coming from us. And I know you guys all know that. But we can only win this with love, and we can only win this together. And it's time to stand together. If you can come to Ottawa and stand with us, that would be fantastic. And if you can't, pray for us. I know you are. I just want you to know that this is my hill and the hill of so many brave men and women. I can't tell you how amazing these people are. And they're going to stay and they're going to fight for your freedom as long as they possibly can. You know, guys, we can't just forget that this yeah. happened. 
you know, we're talking about, oh, I won't comply this time or I'm not going to yeah. never again, yada, 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 yada. But I think a lot of people are just moving on from the fact that this, that these people were um, treated like terrorists. Mm -hmm. BLM rioters were not treated as badly as people mm -hmm. that were peacefully protesting the lockdowns. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. It's peace, people who are peacefully protesting the lockdowns. Here's the one I wanted to bring up. Okay. This is uh, the, the kind of the story of Tamara Lynch. Then we're going to cover a little bit more remembering the Freedom Convoy. It's not an illegal protest. It's in our charter of rights and freedoms. I made a promise. We made a promise. Hold the line. I think we thought when the trucks left Ottawa, that was going to be the end of it. But we didn't realize that was just the beginning. Mm. And Maybe I think an example of them. me going back to Ottawa in a couple days to this trial is kind of poetic in a way, because I'm going back to fight again. And I'll keep fighting, and I'll keep fighting, and I'll keep fighting because the people that made these decisions and forced parents to die by themselves and forced people to kill themselves need to be held accountable. And our media sure as hell ain't gonna do it. I don't see a lot of lawyers out there chomping at the bit. So who else? So you're prepared to put a prison Mm-hmm. Because this is my hill. I said I might go to jail for this and I might die for this and I'm okay with that. And I don't want to go to jail if I don't want to die. But you know, at some point, the way that our country is headed, the direction that I see it going. They just trampled a lady with a walker! Is far more scary if we don't stop it than either of those two fates. This is my hill. All right, so click on the next one next to it. Uh, I think it's kind of an update. Um, First, you want to say the most beautiful thank you. Thank you for everything you did. Thank you to put your life on the line for us. You're one of the greatest women I ever met in my life. Thank you to that Okay, so that was showing her a lot of support. Okay, and what I want you to do is like maybe start um, one over. Nope. Oops, sorry. I thought I closed them all out. One more over from there. All right, so is this what the, the future you want? Jordan Peterson says, Canadians, our idiot example has been copied by leftist corporate tyrants elsewhere in the world. Maxim Bernier, who's a conservative in Canada, says, the Freedom Convoy stands out as an example of how banks can be weaponized in the war on dissent. Trudeau and Freeland are part of a worldwide movement of tyrants trying to crush dissidents, and it is uh, the Mrs. quoting the Mrs. Institute on debanking there. All right, so let's go to the next one here, and this is a reminder of what the... 
launched the Freedom Convoy. So here's Arthur Pavlovsky being arrested on a very busy, busy highway. Not He's a pastor, by the way. For our podcasters here, we're looking at headlines about unvaccinated employees, kids, um, young boys being killed by vaccines, people going out of business. Mm -hmm. We're not a country that makes vaccination mandatory, for example, but And it's so cold and all these people out supporting the convoy in Alberta. They're all out in the snow waving their Canadian With flags. With their snow pants the on, snow, snow boots on. God made us free signs. The flags and the cars with the Canadian flags, trucks with Canadian flags. And these people mean business. I mean, weather like that, we just stay home. Honestly, here in Ohio. If we don't have to go out, we don't go out. So. We're not a country that makes vaccination mandatory, for example. But Somebody's broken I'm a prisoner in my own country. It's, I thought we were on Rumble. Oh, you're right. Go ahead. Medicine Hat, Alberta. I mean, this was widespread throughout Canada, by the way. I mean, our friend Mark participated in several, you know, going to just different places. You go to overpasses, you stand with your signs, you say your thank yous. Um, I just, and so I'm really glad that, that Leah's decided to go ahead and, and show some of this footage because guys, we're headed into winter. We don't know what they're gonna drop next. They're, I can guarantee That's you That's Maxine Bonnier. Um, I can guarantee you that they are going to try mm -hmm. again. They're gonna try something that will be totalitarian. They I'm telling you. that they won the last time, but they lost. And this is proof that they lost. And more and more people even now are awake that we're not complying again. People this just was, stopped, pulled over on the side of the highways to support the convoys that are driving by with their Canadian flags. This is one of the most amazing experiences of just being a human. Yeah. We kept wondering when was Canada going to wake up? When were yeah. they going to say enough is enough? When and that and it was a it was a boiling, boiling, boiling pot, and it boiled over. And look at all these flags. Yeah. Like this, these people meant business, and they do mean business. It's not over. Okay. All right. So here we have um, university students are speaking out in support of Tamara Lich. It's a protest against our government. We're not in some authoritarian dictatorship like China or Saudi Arabia, for example. Uh, even then, even if what they did was illegal, for example, blockading the city for three weeks, blockading access to the streets. 
I don't think it was illegal because they always left at least one lane open in the city. And even if they were to be put on prosecution, like what they're doing right now, if it was to be illegal, they should not be getting 10 years in jail, which is what the prosecution and the Crown is offering. Because there are people who murder people and they're out on bail the next day. We're in a country like Canada. Right. We have so here's the next one. One of the main reasons why the Freedom Convoy was painted as negatively is because the mainstream media's disinformation and misinformation. At one point, CTV was banned from attending the Freedom Convoy's uh, press conference. Okay. Okay, you can pause that. Very unhappy. Freedom Convoy judge says Crown's late evidence disclosure th disclosure threatens to derail the trial. As the first week of hearings drew to a close on Friday, it was clear the timelines were on the brink of being blown. So day four of the criminal trial, the Freedom Convoy uh, organizer Tamara Litch and Chris Barber uh, had their trial. Hope that the trial of the two Freedom Convoy organi organizers would last only four weeks may be dashed after the defense raised complaints about receiving heaps of new evidence three days after the trial began. Before that, there was a sense of tension in the courtroom as Crown and defense lawyers sparred over the timing of the delivery of binders full of text messages. The justice called a short recess to step away from the bench to settle herself after telling the lawyer she was very unhappy about the late stage disclosure. This should have been done well before the trial, she chided before leaving the courtroom. Perkins McKiv is now working with court staff to find more dates as the prospect of the, the, the trial will run uh, long has grown. Initially, 16 days were set aside for the trial with three extra days added to the court's calendar as a precaution. But as the first week of hearings drew to a close on Friday, it was clear that the timelines were on the brink of being blown. The charges relate to the role the two played in organizing the convoy that blocked streets in downtown Ottawa for three weeks in the winter of 2022. Social media and other digital communications are key to the Crown's case, which alleges Barber and Litch exerted control and influence over the unlawful protests and that they counseled demonstrators to remain in Ottawa after police ordered them out. Barber's lawyer, Diane Magus, uh, said she asked the Crown to whittle down tens of thousands of her clients' text messages to just the ones expected to be entered into evidence. Crown lawyer Tim Radcliffe said that the request came just before the trial started and was fulfilled this week. Magus said, based on what the Crown had told her, she expected roughly 22 of Barber's chats to be at issue. Instead, she was given 135 chats to wade through. Uh, she told the judge she didn't know how she could be expected to digest the evidence and make sure her client had a fair trial. The chats are also relevant to Litch's case because the Crown hopes to prove that the two organizers conspired so closely together that evidence against one should apply to them both. The, t uh, tempters, um, the tempers of the lawyers on both sides of the courtroom flared during the debate. Similarly, similar conflicts have played out over the disclosure and admissibility of video and social media evidence in the first week of trial. Though four police officers have taken the stand so far, only one has finished testifying. For the others, their evidence has been interrupted by complaints by the defense lawyers that they don't have all the information they need to craft their defense or about the admissibility of the evidence. Nobody took the stand Friday as lawyers and the judge sorted out evidence issues. In the morning, it was largely about the text messages. In the afternoon, they also turned their attention to the admissibility of Facebook evidence. The Crown says getting the Freedom Convoy 22 Facebook page accepted as evidence in the trial is the first step towards proving the two organizers conspired together and that evidence against one should apply to both. Lich's lawyer, Eric Granger, uh, said the Crown is trying to put 212 pages of Facebook evidence to the court, and it's unclear who authored many of the posts. It involves a number of posts, not by Mr. Barber, not by Ms. Lynch. Uh, Lich, this is not the trial of the Freedom Convoy, he said. This is a trial of these two particular individuals. Radcliffe told the court Friday that he only intends to use the post signed Tamara. 
he also plans to use other posts on the page as circumstantial uh, evidence related to fundraising, the legal advice to pro and legal advice to protesters. The Facebook page also demonstrates that videos were cross-posted on different platforms, including TikTok. Perkins McVeigh said the nuances of the legal argument may be boring to most of the 20 or so members of the public who attended the courtroom Friday, but that this is what trials are made of. This is a trial that is based on the rule of law and the rule of evidence, and these nuances are key to the Crown and to the defense, she said. The judge vowed before the trial began that she would keep the proceedings on the rails and told uh, Friday that that would be her intention. All right, let's go over some of these uh, Freedom Convoy posts here. So essentially what they're trying to do is try the, the, the Freedom Convoy through, through Tamara, Tamara and um, saying Barbara. that saying that they encouraged them to do these things. Right. Okay. All right. Where are we at? Oh, that's cool. Here we have um, the, there was a conservative debate or convention this week in uh, Canada, and we have Anne and Nida Polavir received a standing. Uh, Is that the wife of the Polavir guy? Wife or daughter? Yeah, he can't be your daughter. He's super young. Whenever I think we have it tough, I remember the extraordinary people that carry the country on their shoulders. The nurse, the waitress, the plumber, and yes, the trucker who are suffering more. for just saying the trucker all right um i think we kind of all remember the tucker interview so i'm going to move on here the impact of their lives to all of the ottawa residents who are claiming that the convoy negatively impacted their lives i think i can speak for everyone and say that we are very sorry to hear that and it was nobody's intention to harm anyone in any way you had to endure a lot of honking we had to endure our lives being destroyed. So it's important to remember why. Why did the convoy go? Why were they honking? We were being discriminated against. We were being segregated. There were polls that were coming out right before the convoy arrived. Polls done by CTV News asking the public if they think that unvaccinated people should be fined or imprisoned. I don't think you know that. I don't think you know a lot of what we went through. Um, I think we kept pretty, um, pretty good um, facade that we were okay. We were not okay. So, if you want to let out your frustration, perhaps let it out on the man who did all of this to us and then refused to talk to us. And then people honked. Sorry about that. And then people honked. That's what this was all about. People honked. All right, you guys remember this? When they arrested the kids playing hockey on the ice. Hockey. You couldn't be outside playing hockey on the ice. You remember? Does anybody remember? Come on. Hey, peace, peace. Peace. 
just let him go. Like, let him take off his skates. Come on. Leaving. He gave us the warning. Hey, let him take off his skates. Why, like, why, why are you guys doing this? I haven't done anything wrong. He gave us a warning. We're all leaving. He is not leaving. I just let him take off his skates. Just for skating on the outdoor. For skating. For skating outside. Skating outside, you guys. Skating outside. In the dead of winter, by the way. Here are some pictures. I just love that you Canadians, what you do. It's so cold. I, it was so cold when you guys were doing this, by the way. I can't even get over it. Remember when they did the gas cans? Well, and why were they carrying gas cans? They're empty. And the reason why they were all carrying them is because... They were trying to stop people from bringing actual gas to the truckers. And so then carrying gas cans became a symbol of the protest so that um, you could still get gas to the trucks. And I loved it. I mean, I just, it was a phenomenal thing. I love it. Because you can't stop everybody. Right. And this is why they hated these Canadians. Tamara Leaches and Chris Barber shared trial had its third, third day, day conclude today. The major takeaway is basically this, that the prosecution played a series of TikTok videos produced by Chris Barber and sent out to his fans, his supporters, other Canadians, anyone who would watch from the Freedom Convoy demonstration, sharing his thoughts, his views, his advice, whatever. And he repeatedly emphasized that those who wish to join the convoy, those who wish to come to Ottawa and support this demonstration should do so peacefully. He used that word over and over and over again in many of the videos shared. That repeated emphasis on peaceable assembly from Chris Barber to his supporters and those wishing to support the Freedom Convoy directly undermines a key component of the prosecution's argument, which they laid out in their opening statement on day one. The prosecution said that the Freedom Convoy was, quote, anything but peaceful. Can you explain to Tomorrow me the difference between the, the convoy in Canada and the BLM riots that were peaceful here in America? The convoy in Canada was actually peaceful. Did they burn? No. Did they smash windows? No. Did they loot? No. But it was anything but peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So if that's not peaceful, if just showing up and assembling and honking your horns is not peaceful, what is peaceful? It's staying home and not protesting. That's what they're going to define as peaceful. But even people that didn't show up are getting in trouble. Okay. So it's, that's, it's, it's the same thing is happening with January 6th. So staying home and not, not being there isn't peaceful either. It's your very existence your and your words. belief system. No, not even your words at this <clears> point. It's your belief system is yeah. not peaceful. So here we have a conservative at the conservative convention. Barbara Mason calls out Trudeau. deserves a common sense prime minister who will unite us all, who will recognize, respect and embrace the differences of this vast country. A prime minister who will make a policy that makes us all better and all better off. One who will bring us together with his vision and ensure there is a place for every Canadian on his team. A prime minister for all Canadians who will unite us by making us see that we count, that every Canadian counts, no matter who they voted for. If Canadians feel strongly about something, a prime minister should listen, not attack and insult them. If, 
have Canadians feel so strongly about something that they get into their vehicles and drive to Ottawa to be heard, the Prime Minister should pay attention. There you have it. So Good. she's there um, probably and supporting. talking about Polavir whose wife we just played. Over the past few days, Canadians were shocked and frankly disgusted by the behavior displayed by some people protesting in our nation's capital. Hate can never be the answer. I want to be very clear. We are not intimidated by those who hurl insults and abuse of small business workers and steal food. Hang on, wait, 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 wait. Abuse of small business owners. Yeah. That's what you, you did, did, yeah, Justin. That's what you did. Yeah. You abused the small business owners, the countless people that went out of business because of you, you big giant turd What face. they accuse you of is what they're guilty of. From the homeless. We won't give in. You made people homeless. Who fly racist flags. We won't over the racist past Racist flags like the Canadian maple leaf flag is the least racist flag literally that was ever invented. It I'm just here today to support uh, Chris and Tamara's trial. Um, their lives are about to be turned upside down and I want to make sure that I'm standing beside my friends who I believe are being persecuted for wrong think and as political prisoners in this country. Um, as we've seen the whole entire time, they've been treated unfairly. Murderers get better treatment than what they've been getting. So I think this is the place that every Canadian should be that supported the convoy to be standing here side by side with Chris and Tamara. Yes. All right, let me read some comments here. Cat V91 says, I followed them 24-7. It was incredible. All the small businesses that were in the vicinity of the truckers that would not close their doors as ordered, the truckers would patronize. Nana Yafta says, I was live all day for three weeks. I followed the citizenry streaming all aspects of the event. The only time it wasn't peaceful was when the authorities got involved. Any, any violence was done by the, and she couldn't finish the rest, but I think you mean like the police. But, um... Uh, James says deposing his clown, this clown, is what is the answer. Wicked Psych says they actually decreed a mandate to criminalize carrying a gas can. At the time, no one in the government stuck up for the truckers or the protests. No, you're absolutely right. He said one day you leave this world behind. So live a life you Contrast is to be alone. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like the... It's like the best thing ever. So I exactly keep saying Canadians are a whole different breed of human. Mm -hmm, I love it. Okay out in handcuffs minutes before the board meeting was the compilation of the mandates yeah using to wear a face mask in canada or just everywhere in canada we have abc in canada just That's a mask a question was it um i put this video together displaying not only how successful the convoy was but exposing the authoritarian tyrants as well people who called the uh, freedom done just wanted us jailed 
so overwhelmed by patients that they're doing TikTok videos of them dancing in all of their spare time. And doctors. So we, hang on, this literally makes me angry because we have the greatest pandemic, quote unquote, in the, the world has ever seen. And yet these doctors and nurses were had so much time on well, their hands. Well, because they wouldn't let people come in. They're like, don't come in. Don't come in. So people died just because they couldn't come to the hospital. But actually, I'm sure some people's lives are safe. I'm not just a few more weeks. It's just gyms and salons. It's just churches and it's just singing. It's just, just no, no happy birthday. birthday. No travel. Three months of lockdowns. Until we get the vaccine. Just an app. For tracing let people know you're safe just contact tracing just was it every hospital doing a tiktok pretty much and police officers first responders it would be different if this was something that was already happening, like yeah. if this is something that they just did. But the fact that they're all covered in head-to-toe like PPE, this is a coronavirus thing. It's just for protecting others. It's just fact-checking for censorship. It's just scientific fact. Because secondly, save your granny. Another lockdown. Four Nana weeks. Yapa says they were paid big bucks for dancing too. Across the country. This is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting people's jobs. Oh, we played and this, and then he's country. got, look, I mean, guys, come on. He doesn't have a mask week. on. Cat B says, the elderly lady with the walker was a <laughs> nation's elder, and the tribe was filing charges, last I heard. Pat King mm. and Freedom George were also arrested. Um, Nana says, I still keep up with what's going on and pray for justice to come for all those being victimized. This was honestly when we were covering this was some of the best shows we'd ever done, honestly. What? So one side we have the police and the other side we have the veteran that's created a chain in protection. So you guys remember this? It just I stand off between veterans and police. Yes. Just absolutely huge, by the way. Thousands of like look at all, all these trucks. Like. dismiss these people 
Trudeau often used the word fringe. Yeah. You don't get these kind of numbers with a fringe. That's right. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So you're being lied to by your government. A fringe gets about 50, maybe 200 people to show up, not truckers laying down their lives and their fortune to come. Yeah. That's, that's not fringe. That's not fringe. So, and, and here's the thing. To have the kind of results that they had shutting down mm -hmm. Ottawa yeah. can't be done by a fringe. You're right. We're, we're, we're not a country that makes vaccination mandatory. We watched that one. Okay, I think I only have like one more. So the Canadians do have a national anthem. Nobody knows what it is, but they do, I guess. That's a joke. Kat says, the trucker who had a heart attack while his truck was being beat up by the cops, glass broken, etc. you didn't hear about, trucks confiscated, destroyed livelihoods, never returned. Nana says, look up Nurse Erica. Wicked Sykes says, there was a family arrested for having three relatives in their house for a holiday. She says, yeah. don't forget that they criminalized having, co having company at your house right, right. for a holiday. So I want you guys to see this video. This James says, Trudeau is the fringe. Well said. Trudeau is the fringe. If the vaccine was such a success, then why is it that most high, the most highly vaccinated countries, Australia, U.S., and U.K., continue to have the highest excess deaths? Of course, the country that has spent more on vaccination, sadly, not reaping the benefit of that. that these are the so countries these, with here, higher deaths. Here's the excess deaths. Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, and all look at this. These, this is the number of the excess deaths starting in September 12th of 2021. That is after the vaccine had been out. And I understand that you could say that some of that would have been, um, some of that might've been the Delta. Okay. The Delta. But then once you're in 2022, the Delta has gone. Why are the excess deaths so high and remaining so high? Still to this day, this graph goes to September 7th. So, so it's like Australia, Canada, Ireland, New Zealand, Denmark, uh, UK, United States, Netherlands. But when you go down here to Bulgaria, Moldova, Georgia, Armenia, Romania, they they don't have the excess death really spike because they didn't have it. The excess deaths are attributed to the vaccine. Bottom line. The country that has uh, spent more on vaccination, sadly not reaping the benefit of that in that these are the countries with higher deaths the countries with the lower vaccination rates as we've seen are the countries with lower death rates so it looks like it's better to live in a poorer country okay you don't get the high covid vaccination rates that we uh, um, benefited from uh, here um, but you get less success deaths crazy huh Whereas we have yeah we could say it says trudeau loves to quote other people i can't believe fellow citizens fall for it neighbors turned on each other samuel says we're gonna have a lot of canadians come to the u.s to avoid the tyranny there just look at jordan peterson's reprimand it's ridiculous so I'm going to end this show with this last video from Calvin Robinson. We played him last week, but yep. he's calling out the Church of England one more time on the queer theory, the gender theory, and it's just another good video. Welcome to this week's issue of Why is the Church of England so woke? 
Leicester Cathedral put out a statement a few days ago supporting St. Nicholas Church in Leicester in its, quote, openly inclusive LGBTQ plus affirming church, end quote, in which members of the cathedral clergy and community will be attending their rainbow Eucharist. Pardon? The Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. It's where heaven is brought to earth and where the people are brought to heaven. It's where we experience Christ in the real presence. There is no experience more heavenly or more holy. Why then is the Church of England outright mocking the Eucharist with this so-called rainbow Eucharist? I suppose one could say that every Eucharist is a rainbow Eucharist in the sense that the rainbow is a sign of God's covenant with his people and Christ ratified the new covenant with his blood in the same way also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, he said. But somehow, going by the pride flag spewed all over that poster, I'm not sure that's what St. Nick's had in mind. Not only are they mocking the Holy Eucharist, but they are bastardizing the rainbow. This is blasphemy. We must hashtag reclaim the rainbow. Also this week in the C of E, we saw the Diocese of London put out a programme for its racial justice pilgrimage, uh, quoting, a journey of lament and praise. Lament for what and praise for whom? Nowhere on the literature for this so-called pilgrimage does it mention our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. This time with the Black History Month flag emblazoned on its posters. It seems the Diocese of London intends to replace original sin with the sin of whiteness. Replacing the Bible with the rule book of critical race theory, the Diocese of London is falling into the trap of communism. Critical race theory, after all, is nothing more than a modern wrapper on communism. Cardinal Sarah, a very holy man of the church, says, quote, Communism showed how possible it was to lead mankind into misery while promising absolute equality, end quote. Likewise, Pope Pius IX said, Communism, as it is called, a doctrine most opposed to the very natural law, for if this doctrine were accepted, the complete destruction of everyone's laws, government, property, and even of human society itself would follow. The church should be against neo-Marxism, this modern form of communism, not embracing it. The church has a role to play in social justice, but it does not do so by becoming social justice warriors. It does so by living Christ-like lives and by proclaiming his good news. It really is that simple. I pray the Church of England remembers this basic fact, repents of its worldly ways, and returns to the gospel before it is too late. Wow, so well said. So, so the, you guys, I get it. You come to the show, you're like, what's the Church of England have to do with anything? Well, if you live in England, it's kind of a big deal, okay? So we don't have a Church of the United States, okay? Our, our nation is founded on, on Christianity, yes, but we don't have like a, 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 a church. They do. Mm -hmm. And Brits are not exactly happy that the Church of England has gone full woke and essentially going against all biblical teachings, they're flipping it. They become universalists, essentially. So uh, over here, Radical Chick says that the vaccines were not intended to save lives. Um, hashtag reclaim the rainbow. Samuel says, maybe if the Catholic life, not my Christ, they are preaching the different Christ Paul warned about. Um, we're, we're talking about the Anglican Church. They're not actually the Catholic Church, by the way. Um, he says, 
Keep in mind, when COVID hit, the regular flu vanished. What a story of epic foolishness. He says, we are going, oh, that's, we read that already. Yes, you're right. I, we've talked about that. Where did the flu go? What do you think it is that's back now, Leah, that in the United States that's going around? Well, it's not the flu. It's not the flu. It's not the flu. And we have some personal experiences from people that we know that have it that lead us to believe that it is definitely a COVID of some sort. But in, in good news, which is hilarious like because we it have, went, COVID it's went an from, immune thing. We were like, um, it's, go ahead. COVID went from being non mucousy, the, oh, just to let you know, if you've got COVID, you're not going to have mucus. It's going to be a dry cough and it's going to be, you know, so you can't breathe. And now whatever's going around now is some sort of super variant where they're attacking everybody and everybody's got all this mucus. Yeah. So it's like whiplash because it's makes, it makes you like, you, everybody knows what the flu is. You feel, you got body aches. All kind those of have a headache. That we covered earlier. No, what um, it is. Sweat it out. You got a, you know, you just feel icky. You've got a runny nose. Yeah. Maybe uh, everybody knows what the flu is. Body shakes. Exactly, but with with COVID, you never know what you're gonna get. It's literally life is like a box of different symptoms. Any you symptoms you could get. Hives should be next. Yeah. And remember they're talking about the bleeding of the orifices. Their thriving mama says, Calvin Robinson is always dead on, anointed. Catholics like him, even though it's Anglicans and Catholics are very similar. They're just not, they're not the same church. Uh, and Jim Caviezel really redeemed Catholics for me. It, they have a lot of the same identical beliefs. Okay. Even though they're not the same church. She says, oh, not Catholic. LOL. Stuart the Brit says the church of England has always been borderline Satanism. That's why people stop filling the pews. And Stuart the Brit would know being over there in the UK. Um, Barry, we haven't heard from you in a while. I hope you didn't drop off after, um, we said goodbye to Facebook. All right. So guys, speaking of being prepared, here's what you want to do. And I know you guys are like Michelle every single week. Yep. Every week. Why? Because this week it's, you know, lockdowns next week. It's economic collapse. It's EMP. It's wildfires. It's floods, whatever it is that they have up their sleeves. I believe that they are. You know, let me reframe this. Blue blue roofs with the with the lasers. If in Maui with the fires, if it was done by lasers, it would make sense why oh, look, we're both wearing blue today. Why the things Don't that are be blue. Don't be me today. No, you want to be the blue because the blue doesn't get burned. I know up. you can't beam me today. Oh I've yeah, got you can't beam. Blue. I thought you said don't be beam. Don't be, you can't beam me up, Scotty. Because yeah, I'm your, blue. Because yeah. we're blue. Um. So you'll notice that with all of these things. They try to make it so that they have an out, you know, doesn't affect them. So in my opinion, whether it's an alien invasion or economic collapse, that would be the ideal thing for them to do next. Mm -hmm. We do know that the economy is collapsing as we speak. Yeah. Every day that you go to the grocery store, you're hurting even more than you were before. Right. So if you have paper dollars in your mattresses or digital zeros in a 401k or some sort of retirement account or stocks and bonds or just a, a, a savings account, tomorrow your dollar is worth less than it was today. And you're watching it. It's literally like trying to hold water in your hands and it's seeping through and you're like, but I can if I squeeze my fingers tight enough, I can hold this puddle and I'm too afraid to convert to an actual bowl to hold the water. I'm afraid of that transition because I just feel like I need to hold it. And I feel like this is what's most comfortable to me. Meanwhile, all the water is falling out of your hands and eventually you will be left with nothing. So what can you do to get a bowl to hold your water? Go to ITM trading, get your free 
um, strategy call, 1-866-950-7776, and ask them, what do I do to get, and you can tell them, Resistance Chick said that I'm holding water in a hand and it's seeping through and that you guys would have a bowl for my water. You can tell them I said that. Do you have a bowl for my water? Yes, they have a bowl for your water! Okay? Stop trying to hold your water in your hands. It's, it's literally just melting away as you speak. So, guys, gold and silver, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Shields are made of metal. They are not made of paper. They are not made of digital dollars. Unless you are a cartoon video game character, in which case your shields are fake. Yeah. Right now, these are fake shields. You want the wealth shield. How secure is your future, your freedom, and your legacy? Meaning, what are you going to leave your kids? What I love about ITM trading, and you guys should also be listening to Lynette Zhang over there on YouTube. I think she's on Rumble. She's on Brighteon. She's everywhere. They're putting Lynette everywhere. Thank God. Lynette has a farm. She has two, actually. She has a, a larger property and a smaller property, and she's growing food. She gets us. She gets you. And the people that she has partnered with, she's been working there for like 20 years. They've been in business for 27 years. It is in their very best interest to make sure that you're taken care of. And they are, I can't, I can't stress enough how moral and wholesome and godly these people are. They are salt of the earth. You tell them Resistance Chick sent you, or you can use the custom number that we have, or go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. All of these links and phone numbers are in the description of this video. Please, please, please. What is, it's not just coming down the line. We're in the Shields line. are made of metal. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So go to itmtrading.com, tell them Resistance Chick sent you, and say, can you guys just help me get a bowl? I got some water and I need a bowl. Okay, yeah. Michelle said you'll have a bowl for me. All right, so speaking of safety, have we decided whether we're going to bring in Corey to talk about oneness and universalism on Wednesday or we're going to bring the gang back to finish our discussion from last Wednesday? Oh, I don't know yet. That's a good question. All right, so either way, come and join us every Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. Guys, we are, we've been in the last days for 2,000 years. It's yeah. the latter days. It's the days that were prophesied by Joel. Yeah. We've been in them. So I exciting. Think, I think it would be a good thing to, I know that we've been covering the um, the the sexual perversion aspect for four weeks now. I think it's time for a break. I think it's time to go back now to what made a Revelation Red Pill, what you guys understand as the Revelation Red Pill. Yeah. As going back to some of those things in and exposing. Now we want to expose the pitfalls of the kingdom message. Yeah. Once you get the understanding that, okay, wait a minute, we're not waiting for Jesus to come and hoover us out of here, okay? We are to expand the kingdom of God. We're to bring heaven to earth. The increase of his government and peace is supposed to continue and continue. We're not waiting for bad things to just keep happening. Once you understand all of that. That you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Where it can lead you down a couple of paths that are possible to kind of fall off a little bit. And we want to make sure that you're ready for those. Um, and stay yes. on the, the path that's directly in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of God. So, Leah, I'm going to end in prayer real quick. God, I thank you for uh, all of our viewers. I just pray that anybody that's out there that's struggling financially, they're struggling physically, they're struggling emotionally, they're struggling with a porn addiction, that you send your healing uh, love and your healing spirit into their homes right now, into their cars, wherever they're listening to us, and you just cover them in uh, a, a renewal of their spirit, that Amen. you give them the Holy Spirit, that you show them um, where they can make changes and you uh, infuse them with that love of Christ yes. that melts away, kind of like burning out.
out a virus that melts away all of these things that are crippling them in their lives, Lord God. I just pray that you give them an abundance of blessing and not some sort of prosperity gospel, but the gospel. You came to heal the brokenhearted. You came to rise up the downtrodden. You came to set the captives free. So if anybody out there that's listening to me and listening to Leah and I, if you feel captive right now, you are free because who the Son sets free is free indeed. So Lord God, all of this stuff in the world is going on and it is crazy and it is chaos and we don't always have the answers, but you are the answer. And so as we seek you and we, we will find you when we seek with all of our hearts and we know that if anyone wants to come to you, they must believe first of all that you are and that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. And I thank you for these scriptures that you have written on our hearts, that you will um, draw all men unto you and that you are advancing your kingdom and that we all we have to do as a church in the church is to rise up and reclaim the freedoms that you have given us. They're not just unalienable rights because they're uh, United States rights because they're in the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. They're inalienable rights because you Yes. They come from you. Yes. So Lord God, I thank you for this world news program. I thank you for this body of believers that is the Resistance Chicks family and Resistance Chicks nation. And I just thank you that you're going to take them places that they never imagined before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want you guys to understand something. Every time you tune in with us every Sunday, this is church. Okay. Yes. You may not know this. Lee is an ordained minister. We have a ministry, Isaiah 58 Ministries. It's an online ministry. We come to you on Sundays because what churches need to be doing yes. is talking about the events of the day. And then infusing God into those events and truth and scripture to change the world. And that is how we're going to change the world. So if you're part of Resistance Chicks Nation, this is your extracurricular church or your primary Yeah, and if you guys want to send us a letter, we have a P.O. Box. P.O. Box 107, Milford, Ohio, 45150. If you send us your letters, we'll read them We haven't gotten many in a while because we used to say it on, because we don't tell everybody. We literally don't end it. Send us your letters. We want to read them on air. Yeah. And if you want to support Resistance Sticks, you can do that. We've got... Uh, we have a PayPal. We have a Venmo. We've got Gab Pay Live. We've got Frank Social. Go to franksocial.com and go to the, the Resistance Sticks page. updates on the sponsor. emails? So the, the emails are getting sent out. I didn't get one last week because I was too busy. But what okay. about signing up? Some people can sign up and some people can't. Okay. I've had some people that are able to do it and some people that aren't, so I'm still working on that. I don't know where we're at on that. So um, hopefully we'll make it so that if you want to sign up for our emails, just send me. You just send me an email, massfay33 dot at gmail.com, and I will add you manually to the list. Right now, I don't know why. The, you can try the registration on our website. I'm not really sure why it's working. If you're a web person not and working. you know why it's not working and you know WordPress or CAPTCHAs and you're really good at that, email me and, um, and, and see if you can help me out. All right. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's the truth, We'll see you on Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget to tune in. Very, very, very special episode on Monday, tomorrow night, on the Kingdom Roundtable. We will be streaming that from here, but it's going to be the precursor to Wednesday's show. So tune into that so that you'll be ready for our show on Wednesday. And then we are going to be on with America's Mom live on Lindell TV. I think that's at 2 p.m. this week. Thursday. Thursday at, come on now. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Lindell TV. Resistance Chicks are going to be on with America's Mom. So, yes. Bishop, really excited about that. So, we'll see you guys there. And, uh, again, of course, on Friday for our roundup of weekly domestic news. So we'll call it. Okay. All right. We'll see you guys next time. God bless. Great show, Leah, by the way. Thank you. Super good.
side, don't run from the sun.